0: This is the Strength Anchor Podcast, part of the Berserker Strength Radio Network, featuring APF Illinois State Chairman Eric Stone, as well as AAPF AWPC Powerlifter Robert Bain. We are coming at you from 2XL Powerlifting in Lombard, Illinois, and you can find this podcast online on anchor.fm.
1: We are back, everybody, with yet another Strength and Anger episode extra. We have, dude, I, I am excited about this one because we've got a, got to call it a legend again in the powerlifting <laughs> world. Uh, Henry Thomason is on the phone with us, man. Henry, how are you doing today?
2: Uh, so far, so good.
1: We're yeah? getting through it. Trying to, man. This whole this whole corona thing is crazy right now. Oh, yeah. So how, how has it been affecting you guys? I mean, obviously, you're trying to train, trying to work. Like, How how's it affected yeah. you guys so far? Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, um, I lucked out like the day before in the textbook. Yeah, you guys are in Illinois. Mm -hmm. Um, In Texas, yeah, yeah, I think it was, let's see here, May. I think my last actual workout day in a gym gym or a hidden gym where I trained in Allen, Texas, with all the guys and gear and the whole thing. Well, at least an official workout, we'll call it that.
3: Yeah, sure.
2: Was that Wednesday before they did the shutdown in Texas. Okay. So when hidden gym and all the gyms had to shut the doors and everything else. So I got a real good bench workout. Actually. I had like a PR, not PR, for like a real good bench workout and single ply shirt. Nice. And so I was all pumped up and then it shut down. I'm like, crap. So for the last nine weeks, I've trained in living rooms, garages, uh, front porches. Jeez. I've done burpees and CrossFit crap. Which uh, sounds like uh, you're a
1: homeless man, but actually this is what we have to do. This is right, the COVID yeah. world. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can find somebody with a deadlift bar and a platform somewhere. Go for it. It doesn't matter if you're in like in a leaky basement or, not, or you don't have basements in Texas, but you have like a, it was a storage building, but it was, it, sure. it worked. So then the, yeah, with that, and also the, I deal with so many other guys I train with Then you know, cause we can't, because like in, where I'm at, in, I'm in Sherman, Texas. I'm 60 miles North of Dallas on the okay. Oklahoma, Texas border. Gotcha. So I, I drive about, an, about 45 to an hour to the gym when I do train with my heavy stuff with all the guys you see on the videos and everything. Yeah. And then I train at a local gym here. Uh, that's about five minutes from the house. So just do like your speed stuff and accessories and everything but all right, the heavy right. stuff's in allen and plano so with those guys they the ones i i guess you say i would coach kind of had a problem because they're like okay we can't find a gym what do we do and i'm like i get some kettlebells i don't know yeah, I, right this is kind of unprecedented what look at the up, internet like, yeah yeah was, uh, they, they can't leave the area because they're on, so they were, they, in their areas they did the same thing the dallas county and houston and all that did the actual state uh, like the shutdown you couldn't leave without getting a fine that oh, kind
3: of thing. Yeah, yeah.
2: So they had that. Now mine didn't have that. We started a stay at home, but not a stay in shelter. That's what it was. Oh, okay. So they so they eventually figured something out. So they're all ready to go. We're, our first workout supposed to be on Wednesday. Awesome. At least all back together.
0: Awesome.
2: Now, like a, so I, I've been able to get. I was able to get a, a guy with a power rack. that had a monolith attachment. I lucked out and we started stealing equipment from gyms around here, and then figured it out. So <laughs> Tem-
1: temporarily borrowing. We don't we don't steal the powerlifting world.
2: <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's borrow yeah. Exactly. So yeah we have a meet coming up so yeah it's all it's all good. Awesome.
0: So, so why don't you start uh Henry by just kind of introducing yourself, telling us a little bit about yourself, maybe even outside of powerlifting.
2: Okay. Uh my name is Henry Thomason. Um I'm now forty years old. Uh I grew up in uh I was born in Sherman, Texas, grew up in a town called Plottsboro, which is a lake community on the Oklahoma, Texas border. Mm-hmm. Um let's so see pretty much all my life I've lived in this area. For a brief stint, I lived in Kansas, where I went to college at a place called Tabor College in Hillsboro, Kansas, mm-hmm. a little NEIA school, uh, Mennonite college of all things. Uh, nothing gets Mennonite. It's just, I didn't. I didn't know that when I got there. they they unique.
1: Yeah, we actually played them once when I was in college.
2: What year was that? Because they're horrible.
1: It was a uh, 2000. <laughs> well, I played soccer too. I don't play football.
2: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Now ball. they're good at soccer and baseball. Soccer, anything but football. Now they're good at football. But when I was there, that was. 98, 99, right around there. So it went they 2001. Had, this is a really good story. I'm oh, sorry. I mean, didn't up here. I, I start rambling. I'm sorry. No, you're sorry. good. You're good. But uh, the, the interesting thing about Tabor College, when I went there, I got I get there at a football scholarship. Now, I'm a 5'7", 220-pound nose guard. So that anybody that's going to take me and give me money, I went.
3: Yeah, exactly. So I went, <laughs>
2: yeah, so I went to Hillsboro, Kansas. The, was that went there that summer and then was there that fall. And so we go to the, we have like, we have a game uh, um, scrimmage coming up with, uh, uh, I forget, this, it was one of the Kansas schools. Mm-hmm. So we have like the volleyball team, the football team there for fall sports, having a steak dinner or whatever at the, uh, the gymnasium. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the defensive line coach says, hey, we were on ESPN last year. And I'm like, okay, why were you on ESPN? And he said, oh, we were on ESPN because I thought somebody was drafted. No, because we had to forfeit our homecoming game. I said, why did you have to forfeit your home? I don't understand. Why would that be on ESPN? They said, well, we didn't have enough people to suit out on the field. Apparently, everybody was injured, and the starting lineup, the backfield, was going to weigh it like right at 330. Mm-hmm. The field goal kicker was 340, and so it's all offensive linemen was going to be the team. The Jeez, secondary God, was, you know, the average linebacker was like 260. So they just forfeited that game because they didn't have to suit out. So I'm <laughs> like, great, this is the school I choose to like get a degree at. <laughs> awesome. awesome. So I'm like, I guess I'm going to play this year. So I stuck it out there for about a year, year and a half. And then got homesick for a girl, came back to Texas, and then still liked powerlifting. So I actually started um, powerlifting just like collegially because the way anybody knows about the college stuff is at that time, you had to have 12 credits. As long as you have 12 credits, you could lift collegially. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I did the 12 credits. The funny thing is now they have rules on what I did. I stayed a long time at a JUCO. I, said, I think it all together it was like six years. And what would I would do back then – now, this is going to get me crap, but I think they made the rule because of me at some point. <laughs> now, you have to – once you buy a collegiate card, you have to have five years. You have four out of five years to complete it. Okay. So when I was at a junior college, I actually lifted at six college nationals.
0: You're so talking USAPL?
2: Then, yes, USAPL, yeah, way mm-hmm. back when. Okay. So, eight, so 18 to 23 was the cutoff. So junior was 23. That's when you stopped lifting as a collegiate. Now it's like 25. You could be in the uh, military or go back, you know, you have up to 25, I think, it's collegiates now. Right. So it's a lot wider. You know, I mean, most people aren't 25 when they lift collegiates, but, I mean, you have that option. Sure. So but you have that four out of five years.
1: But they, but they so still that So I did it for six years.
2: They kind of caught on to it. I'm like, well, no one You didn't really have the Internet being, you know, they could kind of rat you out. So I did <laughs> that for a whole bunch. And then I eventually started winning <laughs> no the things. No Internet snitches. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they got the video. I mean, of course, you didn't have YouTube. Nobody. I mean, you only had to use Power of USA, and that was it. Yeah. And yeah. then after most years, kids, you know, after two years, they're out of college powerlifting anyway at that time. Sure. sure. So, so we, uh, you know, I did the college powerlifting thing. Um, at one point, I think it was right around the WPL was kind of ending. In, I, think, I think it was starting. Um, I was in 2001, 2002. Mm-hmm. So that's whenever I had to figure out like, okay, I did all this. I've been uh, at that time as a junior and team lifter, I got around a lot for IPF teams. Uh, anything that you needed a strong junior and on a team, I was the guy you called. Okay. So, uh, so I got all over. That's just like I do now go over and for lifting. So I had it at that point. I was kind of, okay, I'm 20. I think I was 21, 22 years old. And I said, okay, I got to start paying college loans back and get a real job. Sure. So for the next four four or five years. So I started, so what was it? I drank beer and ate cheese sticks, got out of lifting completely. So the, um. Ended up working in a factory uh, place called uh, uh, Quick Set, makes door knobs and stuff. But here in Denison. I worked there for like 12 years, and then uh, uh, changed from there for a place called Tyson Foods in Sherman. It's a uh, not a chicken plant; it's right. a meat processing. Everybody thinks it's a chicken plant, but it's not. No chicken there. It's right. a lot dirtier. So you have like you know pork chops, uh, ground beef. So we just meat packing. There's no chicken there. Now, now so is that one of the ones from,
1: that is closed uh, with this whole thing going on, or no?
2: Well, no, no. I mean, it's a little. Well, there's only so many things I can say about the food industry right now. Without getting in fair, trouble. Fair. No, I mean, yeah, we're open for business. Uh, we've done corona testing and stuff like that, going through that process. Gotcha. Um, we're, we're open. We're feeding America. Awesome. Now, that also means working seven days a week, but, hey, you know, oh, we're boy. feeding America. <laughs> so, but, yeah, we, we're we, won't we won't get into your feelings
1: on that one. So, we won't get into your feelings on that one. Oh, anyway. no, no. It's, it's a
2: job. It, it pays the bill. I mean, it, the good thing about the working in a fa- the reason I keep on staying with a factory it's because the weightlifting deal—they're real flexible. The vacation time, the, sure, the, the sure. scheduling—they let me do it. Okay. Awesome too that when I coach kids, they let me offer those events also. Awesome. So, but uh, let's see the rest. The um, rest about myself—that's kind of get you caught up on how I got to where I'm at right today. Sure. Um, sure. Not married, don't have kids. Um, that's about,
4: <laughs> okay. So I'm
2: just that I went that route. No married, no kids. Um, that's why I'm able to do everything. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah, that's a pretty much just the rundown on that, at least about me. Um,
1: so, so then you mentioned yeah. you play you played football in college for a little bit, or at least you you went there to play football. Did you actually get into yeah. the players redshirt or yeah, no? No, well,
2: no, actually I ended up shirt Well, actually we broke the rules for the NIa. I played in the preseason games. You're a, game. a rules breaker damages. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was a shirt and we had like it's funny. This is how bad this. I mean, I, Tabor's actually a really good school. But, I mean, for academics and everything, But, but and it does have good – now it has a good athletic program. It, I mean, you got to – anything with a small school goes up and down. Mm-hmm. But when I went there, there's two registers. There's me. And everybody could, because I couldn't pass an SAT or an ACT to save my life. <laughs> the only reason I got was able to get there is because I was at a small school and had a decent GPA. Sure. That was it. And sure. I mean, I didn't get test prep, and I just didn't. It wasn't that great. Where see, I was, see, I was the opposite.
1: I had like a terrible GPA, but I scored like a 31 on my ACT and like a 1460 on my SAT. So you were smart, you just didn't. Work I just didn't hard. give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> the then I, you have to have that two out of three to be eligible for college sports. Exactly. So I get there, and there's another kid there who's like slower than dirt. Slower and dirty. I don't even know if that's a phrase. But Sounds like a Texas life. phrase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I'll, I'll make up some stuff while we're doing all this. So uh, just to try to be funny here. Uh, but oh no, yeah, slower and my, slower in Iowa. I'm a lineman, and he's a long snapper. And I'm like, what are you? Wait a minute, you're red shirted as a long snapper. You must be yeah. like, can you do something else? I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I don't get it. So but he was red shirted too. He ended up sticking there about a year. But um, oh sorry, I got lost track. Of thought. Uh, no, but yeah, the football. Yeah, so with the, like I said, um, I just went off subject there.
1: So you, so you're pl- you're doing the college football thing, and but yeah. that's really your sports background. is football. Do you do you tracking like that, or?
2: Yeah, I did. I did track in high school through shot and discus. Sure. Um, actually, yeah, that's yeah, that's shot and discus. Um, I played little league. Not little league. I'm sorry. I played summer league baseball, but I kept on getting hit by the ball. Uh huh. Like in the outfield, I couldn't catch a pop five to save my life. So I'd get black eyes. I'm the only kid. You think I got beat up every day? I, I just couldn't catch a baseball. I could hit a baseball, but I couldn't catch one for anything.
1: And it's like the bad actually, excuse. Like, What happened? Oh, I, a baseball hit me. What's that? It's like the bad excuse for the, the kids. Like, oh, you fell down the stairs? No, a baseball hit me, man. It's, it's, fine. Yeah. it's fine. It's nothing. Oh,
2: yeah. I was beat up all the time. Everybody <laughs> thought I was a child abuse kid. No, I was a baseball. So I didn't, awesome. I didn't pursue that. So I ended up the football thing worked well. And then, of course, the powerlifting was a bit just always there right right so but yeah, had many other sports never really got into i mean just small town texas you play football that's it
4: yeah so
0: makes sense so you talked about how you power lifted in college is that when you started powerlifting or is that something that started in high school i mean i know that
2: well yeah power is well, okay, big okay, down so, in texas oh yeah it's huge um in okay so at pottsboro that's real hot high, high school mm-hmm. um where it was the let's see. Where they started they started the program in 96 97 my senior year and how that actually happened was that they didn't have power. Most schools had powerlifting in our North Texas area, except Pottsboro, because it, they just never had it. Right. And uh, at my junior year, myself and actually a guy named Keith Kimberlin, just kind of a this is some random information on this one. He's a chiropractor here in Sherman now. He's actually Matt Mahomes' uh, chiropractor, the Austin Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, really? So yeah. So his junior year, we go up to the athletic director who give a who could give a crap about powerlifting. Saying, "Hey, we want a powerlifting. All it is, the 150 bucks the school pays, and you can do powerlifting. That's okay. it. Okay. So go to the circuit. It's not a. It's not in Texas. We have a UIL, which would be the governing body of all high school sports. Mm-hmm. Okay. But powerlifting is not a high school sport. It's more of a club sport. But it, they treat it like a, a high school. Because yeah, it,
1: it's big in Texas. Like single ply is huge in Texas, isn't it?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll have uh, for the, the 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 boys. We'll have right at 20. Like all together, if you had to get all membership cards, which I know every organization loves when I say this part." Like boys are like right around twenty five thousand, girls are around fifteen thousand people.
0: Mm-hmm, crazy. Actually
2: compete. Yeah, so yes, you have like maybe thirty to forty thousand kids powerlifting from January to March. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whenever you go to a meet with one hundred fifty lifters, you're like that's nothing. I went to a, several high school meets. That was a small meet with right at six hundred kids.
1: Jeez. Sheepers.
2: Yeah. Talk about wrapping knees. Yeah, it's good times.
0: Dude,
1: everything's bigger so, in Texas, man.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just imagine uh, if you could
0: get 5% of those kids to keep powerlifting for the rest of their life. You'd have so many yeah, powerlifters. Dude. W- we'd be oversold in every meet.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's one of my goals is one of these kids that I bought And, of course, William, I'm target to get sidetracked. I'll just start talking.
0: Um,
3: okay.
2: With the kids' stuff, like, you, I like, see that recently. I don't know with uh, the last WPO that we had. Yeah, it's all the little block. Well, not little. She has no neck on her. Taylor Parker. Yeah. Um, she started high school powerlifting with me, I guess, now I think she graduated in 2015, 2016. Um, but her, that's the that's one of the one out of maybe like that year of the 50 kids that I worked with. Now, whenever I say work with kids, I don't make any money off the kids. Sure, so right. I, they just show up to train. As long as they show up to train, we're good. I'll work with them. Blah blah blah. I try to work with the school, and that gets well. That's more politics. But getting all that kind <laughs> of stuff, and then if I can get them to get to one meet, that's why I try to put meets on in the area because you guys know how this goes. Try so they can get that first meet in. I get them hooked. Right. Sure. not look like try like drugs or anything, but I'm just trying to like get okay, them. You know, that part. Like you can do this outside of high school. It's sure. Not, it's not like you got to have a golden ticket to do powerlifting. You just go to a meet, pay an entry, and go. Right, right. Right. So, but trying to show them like, especially parents. In fact, I, that's what I was talking to for you guys. Called. I was talking to parents. They were like, because the gym's open back up. Mm-hmm. I had four of my girls that were like state number, the number one kids in the state that couldn't lift the state meet. So everything was canceled. Mm-hmm. They said, okay, what meet are we doing? What are we, what's next? You know, trying to get a rundown on what the next move is. They said, do you think we're going to be number one? I said, you already are. I said, we just got to go to a meet. So trying to, and then they have a couple other kids that want to come to the meet. So trying to get them all lined up on that. Sure. And so I was always trying to just give them that, you know, like you can do this without a coach. Cause I did that. Like I so said, the collegiate stuff, I didn't, I, that's the funny thing is when, when I went from high school to college, so I did everything by straight. I call it straight training by Cliff Notes. You got, I had all the VHS tapes for the West Side Barbell. Sure. I had all every Power USA magazine, Bill Pearl, Fred Hatfield books you can think of from Hastings. You know, trying to read everything and then the best, best thing there I is ever a did. There's place not around go. here.
0: Yeah. What's that we don't have Hastings up here in Chicago. I, I know of them. No, no, no,
2: they're out of business now. But I'm just well, saying, yes. bookstores. Yeah. Sure.
0: No, I just that's a more I'm, of a I'm southern. of them. It's more of a southern thing, but <laughs> 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 I, I have uh, yeah. I had grandparents that lived in New Mexico, so familiar with them.
2: Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I mean, they had everything under the roof. They went out of business whenever, of course. Netflix killed everything.
0: Yeah,
4: yeah, that's true. That's so, true.
2: But yeah, so I had every book on that, and then just try, and then biggest thing was just going to so many meets. I mean, I did. I mean, there's one time there should have been a record for this at some point. I did four years in a row when I would do at least tw- lifted and com- competed in. I think it was right at like twenty to twenty two meets a year for about a four year period. What? That's that's not including high school meets I would coach referee, and then help out at a meets. We okay. figured out one of those years, I was literally six months every day of a six-month period at an event and still had a full-time job working 60 hours a week. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll kill you.
1: That's, yeah. that's, that's crazy, man. So, <laughs> so you, you mentioned already, uh, you know, getting kids involved in, in the sport and, and talking about, you know, getting into their first meet. Talk to yeah. us about your first meet experience. I mean, obviously, you lifted in college, you, you, in high school, and you, you've been living for a very long time. Uh, talk about that first meet experience and kind of what, yeah. what was great about it, what wasn't so great, and what kept you going.
2: Okay, yeah. So the, I, I had, whenever you guys send me the questions, I had to think about that one uh, <laughs> of where it was. Um, actually, well, yeah, there, when you're doing a, 20 meets a, a year, man. I mean, geez. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the good thing is there's a video on YouTube of this meet. It's about as bad as vhs tape as you can get yes um, it's in honey grove texas which is the sm- sound smaller than possible was yeah it probably had the high school had probably like 300 kids 200 kids or something like that Wow. maybe that whole school district probably did um, it's like a gas station in a football field um That's so texas. it was it was the first meet that possible ever had uh so we i was a 220 i'm actually wearing let's see athletic greys I'm using Ace bandages for knee wraps. Mm -hmm. I end up squatting in a squat rack in the. I think in the video, yeah, in the video it does have that. It's one of those squat racks. It's a homemade power rack, but it has some a wooden damn base on it, not bolted down, but like has a welded square. So if it's if it's lopsided, it wobbles. Mm -hmm. So you see me walking out of this little only two and a half foot power rack, and then the width of it, you know, see the thing shaking, and then I think I, I squat. I think it was was like right at 580 or 590, basically with with ace bandages. Sure. And the rack is shaky. Well, the first one's misloaded by 45. So (laughs) they get, yeah. So you see me like the bar is literally going up, you know, above my head and no one's doing anything. So everybody's crapping themselves. Oh, no. That's the biggest squat there at the time. So they end up re racking it. And then, oh, actually, I tried to squat it. I thought I'd put it back in the rack. And then then they end up against the bigger guys in the spot, the actual football team, not the JV. (laughs) <laughs> so, they, they, they put the right weight on it, squatted it. De- and definitely I, did
1: not they, have the WPO spotters
2: there. Oh, <laughs> not you guys, yeah. So, yeah, they had some kids. stops high school meets are crazy. They'll, they'll get 12 year old kids. But, but Well, that, I'll we finish this and I'll tell that story. Oh my God. So, they, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one, too. So, the kid, oh, no, the kid, that's me. Um, I'm starting to visualize this. Um, so the bench press, I think I ended up benching like 315, <laughs> and I pulled like a 450. The funniest thing in the video is like I'm wearing the Reebok Emmett Smith shoes. These things are huge. Yes. So, yeah, the ones with the, the, look, the I don't think it had the, the CO2 in them. I think it was just the normal Emmett Smith ones. So you know, I'm like leaning over sumo trying to. I didn't. No one taught me how to. Dead, I didn't really learn how to deadlift right till about three years ago. So uh, actually, my deadlift started going up more then. But that's that's a, like I said, another story. Um, but no, yes, yeah, so I ended up, I forgot what I ended up told. I ended up getting best lifter. It was like about five or six schools were there in the field house. Mm-hmm. So the, the biggest thing leading into it was more nervous because you, and I always tell my kids this, I said, uh, powerlifting don't, I hate coaches that have a football mentality or kids that have a football mentality. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, you're getting amped up for a football game and you want to headbutt a wall and you know, the adrenaline aspect of it. I said, yeah, you want to be excited and stuff like that, but focused, but you can't have Okay, I'm gonna run through a tunnel. You can't do that. You can do that in powerlifting a little bit, but you gotta have to. Like, you gotta figure out you get on the rack, and you got you got a minute to get under there. You can't just go ape shit. And, yeah, you gotta
1: you, know, you gotta you gotta, you gotta execute first, and then you can go celebrate. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. See, nobody told me that in the beginning. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so you get a little amped up. You know, nobody told you to slow down, take your time, just then do it. So that took me a while to get. You know, the emotions. I guess after the only time when I got the emotions down was maybe. Oh, I started training with, like, later on, I tra- uh, a guy with bad attitude, gym, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, the first time I did, they call it the choo-choo, and it's like, you're sitting there yawning under the bar, and you're not even under it yet. And it's like, what the hell? Everybody knows you're here. Shut up and get under the bar. There. You know, that, that yeah, I was that guy once. Actually, I saw a guy do that at the, uh, I'm sorry, you guys know what I'm talking about, except yep. he was doing it, because he gets an amped up. He did it the entire meet. I just did it once.
1: He, I've, he does uh, it walking from the warm-up area to the I, bar. He's been coming yeah, to meets no, ever since that. I've been well, doing one, meets. It was,
2: yeah. I've seen him at a Worlds do it once. I think it was. I think it was a Worlds. Chris, I've seen him once before, and now it's like, "He really does this."
1: And if you have like the like the sectioned off in you know, a warm up area, then it's like it almost is like you hear him coming, and it's like, dude, it's like this ominous like this wob wob wob. And then he walks out, and you're like, "This guy really? That's, that's what's going on?" Oh. Yeah,
2: he's consistent with it. So is, with it, yeah, he
1: is. He owns it. I love it. He's been doing it at meets yeah. for twenty years. And, I've been and then he also yeah, yeah. like, du- duct tapes cardboard to
3: his shins. <laughs> yeah,
1: love that. Anyway. So, yep. so, you have your first meet experience, and then so you, and you, you said you got best lifter at that as well?
2: Yeah, I got best lifter, yeah, for I think it was maybe like 30, 40 kids at that thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah I got that. Um, I think it was the first time I was in a newspaper besides football, so that was a okay. big deal because sure. it was in the Fanny County, which is the county over from Gre- where I'm from, Grayson County. Mm-hmm. So, my grandmother would have it on her wall, and my uncle's dance, oh, like, you know, Henry did this. And so, I had my little, little taste of celebrity besides football because football, you know, is a team deal. So, if the team wins, you get lucky; you get your football. Usually, the quarterback or the running back gets it, or something. It's never right, a nose right, guard, right? So, you know, or maybe like an all district selection or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, I had my little picture in there. You know, a kid from Pottsboro in a Fannie County newspaper. <laughs> so everybody's all proud. So yeah, after that, that was kind of like where the the ego started kicking in. Sure. So, okay.
0: Sure. Yeah. So, what are your best lifts in competition? And we'll we'll, we'll talk into like you know you've lifted in various federations and various Equipments, equipment, yeah. various weight, you okay. know. So, okay. but what are the best competition lifts, or maybe the ones you okay. want to list off?
2: Okay, well, let's say the ones I brag at a bar. Let's say that. There, you um, go. there Fair you. enough. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I always tell people I squatted thirteen hundred because I just because I don't know anybody else except Donnie Thompson's trying to pull that off. But uh-huh. I, that actually counted with Raw White Lies was a twelve oh seven. Okay. Uh, that yeah. was a super heavyweight weight class APF. I actually, I'm sorry, I always got to tell a story on everything, but you guys get a kick out of this. I love it. Um, uh, let's see here. The, the At the time, for some reason, the paperwork did not get filled out correctly at the APF Texas Cup that year. It was in Watsahachie. I squatted 1207. I must have filled out the state paperwork, but I not filled out the American because that was supposed to be, besides Annie Bolton's squat, that would have been the heaviest APF squat at the time, 1207. Okay. Okay. So, but since the paperwork wasn't filled out, it never counted on the WP WPC for the APF national record. It was a state record. Sure. So I always thought it was funny with like you know Hoff hits the 1169. Everybody's like that's the biggest. I'm like no guys, I did that 1207 a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. Just pick, you know just throwing my little two cents in there, but like, <laughs> 73. So yeah, he's got me beat on that. But so like the 1207. Now I've done 1200 several times in uh, a couple of different feds. Uh, mm-hmm. But then that was a super heavyweight. And then bench press. Shoot, I want to say it's 832. Mm-hmm. That's actually in Single Ply. Uh, that was no no no. I'm sorry. Is USP? or USPA? I don't know if it's the same in both. But it's like 832 or 823, something like that. And okay. then deadlift, I think it's, let's see here, it should. Well, I don't know why I have to think on the deadlift. It should be like 733 or 722, and that single ply and multi ply.
3: Okay. Because I no one cares could, about deadlift.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's just something to finish the day off. Exactly. But actually, I pulled more when I was younger. I pulled a 760 when I was in, when I was 22. Wow. So that was an APA meet that never got posted. And, and so, by the
1: way, Eric, the uh, all the eighty-three kilo USAPL guys, they care about. Yeah, the no doubt. Yeah, they care. <laughs> the sort of the 74s. <sighs> Sorry, the little shot there. So, yeah,
2: and, then, and then total wise, I mean, the biggest. It, it, it kind of, now. I, this is where I get like I get uh, crap on all the time when I start talking about totals in single ply. My biggest total at two seventy-five was at uh, I think twenty-four fifty or twenty-four forty. Wow. And then and. Which should have been, yeah, that should be the biggest one. I don't think I got a, a bigger one in super. So, what usually what happened was the year, there's about a year period of time when I kept popping out ribs in my back. Ooh. And I would have, oh, yeah, there's videos of me hit like 1,058 squats and single ply, getting an 800-pound bench, then pulling 500. Hmm. Oh, wow. So if I'd ever just sucked it up and went to a chiropractor for that six-month period, I'd have a lot of all-time totals. Uh, And and when I would do that, I would do it. Now, this is the part that I always crack up about single-ply with APF in the beginning, or at least when they started talking about it. I would be at a Master Nationals in lifting single-ply. Have you ever seen the videos of the underwear checks I would do just to be an ass? Because they didn't (laughs) have single-ply. I'd be a guest lifter, then lift single-ply because there's no records for it at that event mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: so i would do that and then i'd hit 1058 in fact it was a master nationals that one gary frank stills uh master nationals i forgot what year it was it was 1052 i did and then i benched like 780 or 790 or something then i pulled like a 505 because i couldn't pull the bar to my back
3: hmm, so right.
2: lining that up and i was at a 308 what it gave me one of the like one of the top, at the time it gave me the top 308 total ever so, but just little things like that. Like the reason why the total never works out at the end because, you know, everybody's like, you're a bad deadlifter. It's like, well, I was injured, or there's always an excuse. But my <laughs> deadlift's gotten a lot better now since I've lost all the weight. So, okay. but yeah, so t- 2440, and then I think multiply, I think it's like 2660, wow. something like that, 2670, something like that. But I, like I said, the multiply thing, you go for that big squat, big bench, and then you, you just, by that time, some, Hoff's already winning it. Most of, most of those multi meets pull seven and try to get your highest ranking.
4: Sure.
1: Sure. So,
2: okay. you know, yeah. So.
1: Yeah, a lot, a lot of guys we talked to say that you know sometimes depending on you know if, especially if Hoff is on that day you're just playing for a second at that point.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I have been to two meets where I have him cause he bombed, but that never counts. So, Yeah.
1: <laughs> take take the W Henry. Just take the w. yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay,
2: just take it. Yeah. Yeah. I always point that out, and everybody's like, "Well, that doesn't matter." And I'm like, "Okay."
1: So, so, Eric, you know, mentioned talk about you know some of your best competition lists. You know, maybe talk about some of your best accomplishments thus far in the sport. I mean, again, you've lifted across multiple uh, platforms, federations, um, weight classes. You know, I think we're we're going to ask a little question about that too. But what are some of your best accomplishments? Some of the stuff that you know, to your point, you're at the bar and you're bragging about it. You know, what's some of the other stuff that you you talk about?
2: Okay, um, I, I really brag about my kids all the time. Over the years, mm-hmm. that, that's what I was talking about. The kid with the third the. the 13-year-old kids. Okay, there's a kid named Matt Positani. Uh, he, he's one of the... Uh, you probably saw this a couple of years back. He benched 700 pounds in a single-ply shirt, uh, Texas High School. Mm-hmm. They kept on comparing it to Larry Allen's bench press at 700. That's the only way they could relate it. Yahoo, uh, I think Yahoo News and a couple of people took ran with it, stuff like that. Right. Now, mm-hmm. he's been coached by other people as well at the same time. I'm not taking all the credit, but I, I was a big part of that with him on that. Sure. Uh, so he had a lot of influence with other coaches, other pro lifters and stuff. So, I mean, he had, it, you know, everybody worked with him. Mm-hmm. But I, I got stuck, you know, babysitting a lot of times. <laughs> to say it that way. So, yeah, he, that, 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 you know, that was kind of a neat accomplishment with that. Uh, I, you, that's it, around, like say I had a ball conversation in this area because you talk about powerlifting, everybody has their high school story. I was like, well, you remember yep. the kid that benched 700? That's like, that, he wore my bench shirt. You know, that kind okay. of thing. Okay. Um, plus, I got a whole bunch of just no neck, Juiced up little teenage cheerleading girls, over the years. <laughs> I mean, you give me that cheerleader that can't jump. You know, I've always made a joke. Actually, I got to work with some of the, like I said, the parents that are talking today. They're, they're, you know, five foot one, five foot four, four ten. Little Hispanic girls, little ninjas, I call them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're that's the perfect size. I can make a state champion real quick at it. I always brag about that. Sure. So like my my high school stuff, the last, uh, let's just say last eight years. And you guys probably see this on my social media when I start getting uh, when I start bragging about stuff. Mm-hmm. I've had majority of the biggest totals I generally coached the kid, had something to do with her gear, getting something altered on her gear for, mm-hmm. or um, somehow it had an influence in a sense. Now of course I the coach and the kid did it. I, I mean I always say, like, well, I did get you that size shirt that fit you right and showed you how to use it, that kind of thing. I never get you never get credit for that.
4: Right. But right. all
2: that stuff, you know, I actually showed you how to use a katana. Um but with all that stuff, so I have like right at like I think it's forty first place medals. Here's an example of it: the state meet has right around a thousand kids. Jeez, right. so Jeepers, yeah, yeah, man. that's that's that, yeah, that's a two day event for the girls and about six hundred for the guys. And that's just the state meet. That's not all the regional meets leading into it. That's there more kids. So at the state meet one year, they had to make rules about what I did because I don't make money off this. So everybody's like, well, you're you're some pro powerlifting. No, actually, not that. That's the words you use. I'm a, pr- a paid trainer. I'm like, no, I don't make any – I go broke doing this every year. I actually do more background checks than the employees at the school mm-hmm. just to, ha- like, be around the kids. Sure. And right. they don't get it because they're like, what's the incentive? I said, I love the fact that taking the meets like we do, I got 15 kids that will whoop your ass. I just right. love that. Right. So, I mean, that's just – that you know that's, I, that's the way I was with a kid. It's like, I got the meanest kids in the room, and they'll take your the shit. So, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm just swearing. Uh, but, uh, we got but, yeah, yeah that, that, that's why I like bragging about the kids – and then also, okay, so that, that that's the biggest thing. If you ever hear me drunk in a co- like, example, like, you know, the WPO or something, it's afterwards, I'm going to be talking about that.
4: Okay. Uh, okay.
2: now well, I'll, I I'll have plenty of whiskey, it, so we'll be good. Oh, perfect, yeah. yeah, Knocked <laughs> <laughs> my teeth out a couple times. It's a good time. <laughs> oh, um, so, now, now, with me, like, if I'm sitting there, I'll, you know, talk about the lifts that we're talking about, the best lifts and stuff. But I always talk about, went to St. Peter's, went Russia one year. Um, actually, we tried to do that, like, multiple years in a row, the Super Cup. And that was a big single plot competition. It sure, was sure. the biggest money meet. Until so I think, um, oh heck, that deal that USPA put on. Oh, um, uh, the tribute. Oh, the Kidder Open or whatever it was called. I, not Kidder.
1: No, tribute. They, they got the tribute, and then they got the uh, the Unity. Yeah,
2: meet. they got those two big raw meets. Like they yep. put a lot of money in, and stuff. Sure. I think that capped it over that first year they did because they used to give out about I think it was oh, I forgot the rubles. I think it was like right around eighty thousand dollars they had. The thing is, it's, oh, wow. I, I, if you're not familiar with it, um, they would have ten spot, like roughly ten guys, and it's biggest total wins. So. In single ply, because you, okay, so at the time when this came up, everybody would make this was like around 2012. Whenever it started getting approached to me, because I was starting to get these 2400s and these totals, and the thing was, I quit lifting with the USAPL at that time, so I had no repercussions with the IPF. Right. So okay, so I could go do whatever the hell I want to do. Mm-hmm. So uh, so I went. So that came up. So okay, what single ply me that nobody has the balls to go do? Let's go to Russia. <laughs> so and here's the thing the, oh, sorry this is gonna be a longer story but, but um, americans
1: scary. in russia what could go wrong oh
2: yeah 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 no it gets better <laughs> so we had the two okay Wait, so there's two more. qualifying meets one meet, One. they wanted me to go out there because i did not lift at an ipf competition that year and they went off my numbers and mm-hmm. i have enough resume to go so we tried it the first time and it got snowed in of course a lot of people this is an old story but i got snowed into dfw airport for about three days and didn't make the event Jeez. so the next door i'm
0: sorry oh i just said geese. that's crazy yeah, that's yeah a
2: big ice storm yeah everybody kept on saying drive to houston i was like you understand i have one vehicle my sister has it right so i got left the dfw for three days i say dallas yeah well North, not left field but dfw is is by itself in a sense but it's all you know it's just highways right so if, if you have an ice we don't have snow here we have ice so you can't get nobody on a highway if you want to for three days
1: that is correct
2: so, so yeah i got I, I basically stayed on a cot and fought with a an Asian woman about my pillow the whole time. She's trying to steal it from me for three days. So, but that, that's that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, not my proudest moment, but yeah. So we're doing that. So eventually, so we eventually get out to Russia. Um, I think it was maybe the actual super cup itself. That was a qualifying meet. So get out there. Now you think this is the other thing too. I talk about international competitions with people when I, I, I get, I get picked on a lot over the years and people will say, well, you should have done this, should have done that. It's like, well, that's all after the fact, but, Last time I checked, if you ever looked at these guys that go overseas for meets, they generally have their dad with them, they have a training partner with them, mm-hmm. they have a crew with them, they have multiple sponsors. There's very seldom that you go by yourself with about 250 bucks in your pocket and a flip phone. Y- so, yeah, you don't sure?
1: usually do that.
2: Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> so Oh, yeah. You got great reception. Oh, team Henry, Apple you and I are going to talk about now.
1: travel when I see you again, man.
2: <laughs> well, we got, uh, the flip, my first XPC meet was uh the one week before it went to the convention. But, uh, which one? Oh, it was the first time it was the XPC. I had that flip phone out, and this guy from Russia was there. And I'm sitting there calling my girlfriend at the time, telling her, like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then this guy looks to his son. He's like, and my, my buddies are with me. And also I'm getting chewed out because I didn't call her or whatever. And then I'm talking. And he's like. Looks to his son, he said, Look, a flip phone, he starts laughing. <laughs> and a guy from Russia, and he's wearing like jorts and like a, a flannel t shirt. I mean, not flannel, he's wearing like a hula t shirt or something. This guy from Russia, and he's like but making the, fun of my flip phone. The he's jorts, got like an iPhone. So. Yeah, he's just yeah, making fun of me. I'm just like, I did to get rid of the flip phone. But uh, so we went over there, and, uh, did the, the, and I end up getting food poisoning, right, like day two, I think I got food poisoning. And then end up getting eight. I mean, the, the neat thing about that, I tell people about that story is. The, like you go to a power meet now, you go to the Arnold. Of course, you guys were at the Arnold, but we didn't have any crowd. But you, you've seen a crowd at a meet before. Oh yeah, of course. So and now the big thing was they had the IPF competition, their their version, or RPF or IPF or whatever it's that mm-hmm. week. And then what they do is they have the pro meet on Sunday. So it's at the Olympic Center there. So they have the IPF stuff on the the side rooms, I guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. And then the actual field itself is where they had the the uh, the, the the pro meet. It's mm-hmm. so a huge stage and all that stuff. They got videos on YouTube and stuff on it. Um, you had, I think a couple thousand people came to watch eight lifters. Wow. Wow. So the craziest thing is, so um, here I am with food point. I'm not going to pull myself out of the meat because I'll get ripped when I get home. Right. Of course. This is when it, the internet's still bad about ripping people, but it's not as bad as it used to be in my opinion. So, cause now you can, like everybody's name is on stuff. You right, don't have a whole fair. lot of hate
0: Message there. board days, Bane. You weren't uh, around back then. Yeah. I wasn't in okay. the game at that point.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. So you have, yeah, you have hate. I used to have hate forms based on me. It's great. So um so at the Russian deal, so we do that I end up get through, like I finished the meat. I don't the way it works is if you get twenty three hundred pounds total, you get paid. Now but you like from a first to tenth, so I end up getting seventh. So if seventh place, if I would have got the twenty three hundred, that's I, you have to do that to get paid. I end up doing like a twenty two sixty or something like that. I end up so I did get paid. So if I did the twenty three at seventh place, I'd have got fourteen thousand
0: jeez wow Just off, off a
2: 20 yeah 2300 pound total you think that'd be easy but it just didn't happen that day so right, now, right. that that was one so the crowds were on the back and then you got remember you have oh i can't remember all, you have yarn dash there you have andre there you have all oh, that big deadlifter guy he's there and I also missed, first time i met correll okay that, that dude's scary
1: He's a large human man. He is just. Oh yeah! Enormous. If you're in
2: prison, you're taking it. I'm sorry. That's the. <laughs> I don't know why I always bring that analogy up when I guess I guess it's an analogy uh, when I see that they just sh- huge. Sh- I'm like, what? Am-? This is wow. The, the deadlifter
1: was that uh, Konstantinov? Is that that his name?
2: No, no, no. It wasn't Konstantinov. It was the. Uh, oh heck, he does. He always sees the videos of the front squats from way back when. You know, either uh, oh, not Dr. the M.
1: It's not millennia. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who. I don't know who it is that does front squats. But anyway,
2: oh, no, 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 no. There's a guy that has a video. I'm sorry, like my kid imitates his dead all the time. Well, whatever. The, so you have like a lot of big names, and, and in that arena that day, these are like rock stars. Right, right. So here I am. You know, the, the guy that works in the factory, Henry Thomason that didn't get his total puking in a bucket with a translator. <laughs> so yeah, I don't speak Russian, by the way. So they give me a translator that. So two things happen. Okay, we're leading all the story to build up these two points in the story. The two things that woke me up, it was a great experience considering the, the crowd. Right Now, during the time, I'm, you know, they have medical staff. The pharmaceutical company and the government's the one that puts the meat on itself. So I'm getting a culture shock. So there's like these little sexy nurses, like you see Halloween costumes. I'm like, okay, I guess it's a gimmick. I asked my translator, I was like, what's this about? She says, oh, they're nurses. I'm like, well, no crap, but there's that, no way that that's not a nurse. Right. I mean, that can't be. She's giving shots or something, like whiskey or something. Right. No one knows that's, that's the, that they're dressed up like that for attention. I'm like, okay, different country. And so then I start, <laughs> after the squad, the craziest thing happens is that, like, now, not, not the names that I mentioned, Andre or uh, Yarnbash, not those guys, but the other ones that were like in the fourth, fifth, sixth, the ones that were all with the bottom half I was on. Right. Next thing you know, I'll get, start shooting up. With the nurse, they get about three or four needles in their traps and everything else. And I'm just trying to get some Pepto Bismol. <laughs> you know, i'm like the one drug-free guy there and i'm like and it's like they're, it's not steroids man i'm sure it's just painkill whatever the hell there's and i'm sitting and it was it's like just it's just saline
1: it's all it is they seem to hydrate yeah it's i good. mean
2: they're just like <laughs> sitting there just like eating a tic-tac and i'm just like what in the hell's going on Jesus. I, can, I just brought a knife to a gunfight so, so and in then soviet and then russia so, drugs take you huh
1: it's soviet I, russia drugs take you <laughs> right <I'm> like, yeah <laughs>
2: you know, they're, they're looking at me like why are you not doing us? i'm trying not to like puke everywhere <laughs> But that's, like I said, the food poisoning deal. So we're doing all that. And then at the end of the thing, all the stuff, they bought me again. They said, hey, we understand your food poisoning. You're, you know, thanks for, you know, for, you're invited next year. You don't have to qualify. We really, we know you're sick. You did you good performance. So I was like, okay, thanks. So we get in the back. So I'm packing my suitcase. And then they're, like, they're coming in. And I'm like, what are you talking about they're coming in? They let those couple thousand people in the back. What? So, oh, yeah. So picture a rock concert. And then they're all running in. And I mean running in just like a, you know, like a, a boy band. That's funny I say that. But I mean just like a bunch of crazy girls running to, to a boy band or something like that. Or I mean, whatever, a, let's talking. face it,
1: strength is like religion, especially in, like, Eastern Europe oh, no. Russia.
2: Yeah, and then and here's the thing. I had the one translator, okay, the the national team coach speaks English, the meat promoter, and two other guys speak English. That's it. And the, trans, the translator ran after the deadlift was over, which is fine. I mean, that was her job. Right, right. Um, so – I don't have a buddy at this. Remember, I'm by myself. So I got a big old suitcase. I'm sweating balls, throwing up everywhere. I'm like just drenched. So I'm trying to like, And I have to walk back to the hotel because if you didn't win, you get right home. You got to walk back to the hotel. So, uh, <laughs> just, to, just to remind you, you didn't you. win. Oh, yeah. No, you walk everywhere around there. You don't get cabs. I was like shocked by that. They said walk. And here I am like a 300-pound guy like been eating Cheetos his whole life. Like this ain't going to work. I'm trying to get bloated for a me. Um, so they all rush in. So, the, so they're all running in. And they know who I am. And so I'm sitting there for literally two hours taking pictures with people that don't speak English. Oh my God. So I had like two girls that give me panties. There's this, I, there's this guy next to me. I call him Bob. <laughs> I assumed I assumed Bob knows English because he's not in his head the So It's like a bad movie. So he, I'm talking to Bob, and I know he doesn't speak English, but I've got to talk to somebody because I'm like freaking out about this. Right. And he's just hanging out, hanging out. I'm like, maybe this guy knows something. And then he, so he starts pointing at my shoulder. And I'm like, what? I said, what? Oh, crap. There's panties on my shoulder. So then the chick is about 10 feet away from me, but I can't get to her because there's all these people. So this was So I look at Bob. I'm like, OK, Bob, you see this again? I'm doing hand gestures trying to like, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. right. So I'm like, well, this, if this happens again, you got to let me know. So about, an, with, you know, shortly after it happened again, and it's got a, something in Russian on it. And I'm just like, what the heck? OK, so it's hotel. Now, I, I, it doesn't help me at all at that point. Nope, so note to self, learn stuff.
1: Russian and then go to Russia for a beat. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah and I, I'm be like, one of the like checks and it's just not gonna happen so and Bob doesn't help me out so yeah but it, it was, that, was, that was that was always a good story with that but the thing was that everybody knew who I was they knew my name and like that was the weird thing about it because you have all these people who said you know you hear Henry Thomason and everything else was in Russian right but still it's like every person came and got a damn photo with me and oh. also the Russian lifters got pissed about it because here I am I got seventh and I'm pulling the crowd from them Right. Because right. what it's based off is off that 1,100 pound squat, or, or my, my YouTube stuff. At the time, the, sure. uh, the I was that popular on YouTube with all not you had lifters putting stuff on, but not enough, nothing nothing with big lifts. Let's put it that way. Right. Right. So, yeah, crazy. So, but so, yeah, so, so that's usually the bar stories I tell.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you were the first, at least, uh, you know, we we actually reviewed a Powerlifting USA from I don't know six seven years ago that yeah. had an interview with you, and talked about how you were the first one to squat 1,100 in single ply. Um, any other kind of big accomplishment lifts like that, that kind
2: of stick out to you? Well, I'd like to take credit, but it didn't count. Oh, okay. Oh, well yeah. 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 Just, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I'd love to take credit on stuff. Now I'll tell people I did love it See, that's the funny thing about powerlifting is, you know, if he, I then and I love doing this, this, of course I'm a judge at different feds, just mm-hmm. like as a lifter is I'll put a video up and then you make the decision on it. I mean, now of course, yeah, you have to count, of course, to take credit for it. What happened that day was uh, Steve Denison had, uh, the, I think it was the it was LA Fit Expo, and the neat story on this is leading into it, the year before at the Olympia, or no, no so the Olympia before the LA Fit, which would be in September, so, uh, if you guys remember Scott Cartwright and Brian Siders had a squat challenge with 800 for reps. Right. Um, this was a while back. In single plot. Now, of course, it was, at that time, there were USPF before USPF or whatever, Denison jumped and went to his own deal. Um, so, I was kind of butthurt because here I am, I squatted actually, the weekend of the Olympia, they did, the, they squatted 800 for like 10 reps or something like that. Right, right. And so, that same weekend, I squatted 1,003 in NASA with a drug test, and then that week later, I squatted 810 for, I think it was 10 reps or 12 reps on a video. So, Dennison noticed me then, he's like, who's this guy? And I'm like, "It I've been around forever. I just haven't been to the big, like a, a large platform, I mean, I did the USAPL stuff and like that, but an actual, like an expo with West Coast stuff, let's say that. Right, right. West Coast, you got more attention with the fitness industry than… Hollywood powerlifting. Yeah, yeah, exactly, movies and stuff. This is whenever, uh, like, powerlifting eliminators limiters were right after that came out. Mm -hmm. um, You know, Bigger, Faster, Stronger hasn't came out yet, so a lot of stuff talking about powerlifting. Sure. Um, So, we ended up going to the LA Fit Expo. I thought we were going to do a squat challenge, so I'm just working my ass off to get a chance to do this. So I go, then, then Cartwright backs out of the squat deal. The squat challenge doesn't happen. I was like, "Oh well, shit, let's go. I'll, I'm lifting. I already got the airline ticket bought. It. So we end up, the squat, I think, I, I forget what I weighed at that thing. We end up getting a squat suit right out of the package. Didn't even break it in. Wow. Of um, course, I'm bleeding everywhere, putting the thing on. Um, so we end up squat, open up like 950, 950 something, 1,025. But actually at that time, tied the record, Cartwright headed to 1,025. And then I th- 1,025, I get it. And then I went 1,058 which Andre tried it, but he missed it a couple months prior. I held the all-time squat record of 1,058 for a couple of years mm-hmm. instead of that Carl guy from where it swim, uh, did 1,080. I can it right. for like five or six years. And then I went at 1,100, and the funny thing with the judges was, uh, you see in the video a 1,058, you see me holding my four fingers, or four fingers, like, yeah, so I got four fingers, uh, holding it up for a fourth attempt. They didn't know what to do because they didn't know what the record was because they didn't expect to put 1,100 on there. Since right. it was the LA FedExpo, they're like, sure, do it. Yeah. So I hit it, and I got one red. I honestly think they just crapped their pants. They didn't know what to think. Because <laughs> so, my depth was where I was called getting called depth the entire time. It didn't count. I still squatted it pretty easy. Um, and then, of course, I ended up taking, like, an easy bench and then If I ended up getting second, that mix was done by coefficient. So I was oh, more, wow. I was there basically to beat Cartwright in the squat. That was the thing. And then he ended up bombing out. Sure. So, But that really got me a big – that got me the magazine thing with the uh, – uh, at that time, I think it was a pitcher in it. And then the feature came later on. But that really – that was the best move probably in lifting that deal was go to the LA FedEx though.
0: So why didn't this why didn't the eleven oh two count? You said you got two reds? Was, yeah. I did,
2: okay. I got one I got two reds, I got two from the side.
0: Gotcha. Okay, okay. I thought you said you got yeah. one red. Okay.
2: No, 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 two. I'm sorry, two, yeah. So, okay. yeah. Of course you have to have two reds, yeah. So But I mean if you watch the video, I mean you kinda like go off the other one from the see that was the neat thing, interesting about it, because they had three judges there that were the Federation's only been around now for two meets. Like, they had the first meet to try it out. USPA. Oh,
4: gotcha. For USPA, yeah. Gotcha.
2: Um, So they did that, and then they had their three, what they would call, Mm. this is before they had the IPL thing. Mm -hmm. So they had the USPA judges there that were just uh, the guys that were from USPF over. And then they had three other judges doing their, I guess, practical or something like that. (laughs) So you had six judges. But the thing is, everybody crapped themselves because no one's trying to walk that out and do it. I didn't expect to do it that day. That wasn't even a number in my head. The 1,058 was in my head. And right. then we went for the 11.02 just because, why not? Yeah, so, might
3: as well.
2: But that, you know, and the thing is, I think, in um, hell, nobody took 11.02, I think, until Blaine did it.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. It's, yeah,
2: yeah. I don't like, think anybody I mean, else I mean, has even been, been close. I, I'm not 400 like Summers. So, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, picking on them, yeah. So, so
0: yeah, you talked about I'm, that. uh you definitely, at a time, were much, much heavier I think you alluded to at one point you uh, successfully came up with a 1300 pound squat got called on yeah. depth um but you're definitely not that heavy anymore no. you know what what Oops. what is the story there you were a super heavyweight <laughs> now you're competing i think at least 242. Um, oh no no, no
2: 270 yeah, i'm not that skinny yet yeah okay 240, <laughs> less than yeah, super right, heavyweight yeah well this okay so whenever the 1300 the um, of course i don't yeah i'd love to tell you a short answer um so the thirteen hundred we did, of course we we're at twelve hundreds. I was weighing that is xpc was did thirteen hundred. Um actually I just missed that thing by a tag. Yarn Bash was higher than I was and he counted. So that's just picking on him. Right. Um so I was gotta talk a little crap. Um <laughs> I, I ended up pulling myself out. Okay, so that me when I did thirteen hundred, I pulled I did the thirteen. I did twelve, missed it on the first to so my knee went in and hit twelve, then hit thirteen. And then about an hour later, my head's hurting, and I'm, you know, I got a sinus thing going. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting checked out to the hospital, and we went. To, so my buddy was with me. I have a, everybody's partying because it's Arnold, right. and the one the one guy I'm rooming with says, "Man, you might want to go get a check. You know, you might have blown a gasket or you might have messed something up." So we went to the hospital, and they said your blood pressure is about what it was, like two twenty over. Oh, that's a stroke. Let's just say Jesus. that. Jesus, wow. If I had finished the meat or finished the meat, or if I had gone out that night, now you got to remember this is a story too. The night before, this is the way my diet was. Right. We were at uh, Outback Steakhouse the night before. I would have cheesecake for an appetizer, mm-hmm. I, and I have a porterhouse, double fries, and a salad for dessert. So my eating habits were just crazy. But also, too, to try to keep that body weight on. I, to I
1: feel personally kids. attacked right now, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so,
2: yeah, it was, it was, it was a bound to happen. Also, too, I was working 70 hours a week, sure. coaching a lot of kids, trying to keep the weight on, then lifting all this. You know, there's not a roadmap. I mean, Donnie Thompson had it on How to Squat 1300. Mm-hmm. I took a very – I'm built different than he is. It's always good when you ask him. He's like, well, Henry, you're a better squatter. And I'm like, wow, thanks for the advice. And so, I mean, you know, it's like, you, you know, you kind of figure out the loads and all that stuff. So, I mean, not too many people have figured that out. I've had a, a knack with it. But the weight thing, so that we, so I get that home and I figure you have high blood pressure. Um, I'm like, no crap. And, of course, in six months prior, I didn't have that. Right. So, a lot of it was stress and everything else. So, what I had to start eliminating is, you know, of course, stop eating everything. So, that was one. But that wasn't really the main concern of is all the stress. Right. So with all the kids, all the drama crap, all the stuff like that, traveling all, like I said, doing all those meets and stuff will kill you eventually. Sure. So, 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 go down from three thirty down to three hundred, and then about about a two year period, I finally get down to like a two eighty. Um, of course, then I find I'm a diabetic, and then drops more. Right. So the blood uh. sugar deal like that. So that that's a tricky. That's now the last two years, have you ever see post or anything, what I'm talking about, my body weight. Mm-hmm. Like okay, example, like the the second, not the one in Orlando, but I guess it was. What's a no, What's the other one?
3: So no, yeah, Chicago. You know, if Chicago, Chicago in like or two
2: sixty. Yeah. I, I had a real hard time keeping weight going into that meet because hmm. yeah. I wanted to weigh. I had to my gear so my gear would fit. Actually, the day that when we did the WPO, my gear didn't fit or my deadlift it just didn't. So I mean, I was like I was trying to eat all night, trying to keep weight on, and then the opposite thing happened. I get my health right for the last WPO, my gear's too tight. <laughs> so back and forth. So but yeah, the weight loss thing is attributed to like the, the blood pressure, the diabetes, and stuff like that. Plus, right. I'm a lot, I mean, I feel like I'm Well, it, the squat's kind of hard to argue about. But a lot of that's getting down to actually the last couple of years is just trying to get gear to fit. Sure. But that's sure. the body weight. But I, I feel pretty good at, at, for the way the best lift. I really like how the WPO does the bet with the formula. Because mm-hmm. so, you always have a chance. Now, you're not going to win the damn thing, Hop's going to win it. But I mean, everybody's got a chance at least for second. Sure, so, sure. So <laughs> I'm sure Hoff's here. And it's just laughing. Yeah, it's good times.
1: We, so. you know, we we do talk a lot about Hoff, and I, I will say this: I think just in in getting to know so many of the Multiply guys, and, and you know, and I'm a raw guy. You know, I've not competed Multiply, so I can't necessarily speak with a ton of experience. But I also have been an athlete my whole life, and so I do understand certain things. Watching what Hoff has done, breaking boundaries, it, it, now we are definitely seeing the the rising tide raises all ships, right? And <clears throat> So you see guys like you, like uh, Danny, like Bob Merck, like uh, Chris 5, like all these guys are, you know, really pushing the boundaries. And I, I, I would say in the Super Finals, especially everything that's gone on, uh, Hoff is probably going to feel more pressure there from his opponents in, actually there in the meet than I think he has previously. That's just my personal hot take on it. Yeah, I mean, there's
2: good, the person that can only beat Hoff is himself. So, oh, I mean, sure. that, that, yeah, that, I mean, he just has to mess up one time or something like that. And then the thing is, yeah, I mean, and yeah, with the coefficient and everything, it's always possible if he just misses the lift or he picks the wrong attempt. I mean, that's the, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. But,
2: I mean, that's the, that's the fun part about it. I mean, you're sitting there, it's like, okay, well, usually at a meet, you have just, it's gone by total, but you better get a calculator out because someone's about to out pull you or out bench you. Right, right. Or something like that. So, that, that's something I really like about, I mean, I think uh, kicking on Bob. I think he said that. A, he, I really like. It. I'm sorry, I'm going to talk about Bob Murck for a second. That's fine. I hate Bob Murck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're cutting that clip <laughs> out. Yeah. Careful here, Henry. Bob's my Bob's guy, my dude. He's the
2: nicest guy. He's invited me up to his house before. His guys helped me out at meets. He's always smiling. I mean, I hate the guy. He's, <laughs> I, mean, I, really, I really like Bob, um, but yeah, I just know, When I mean, I'm training, I like guys because I'm shooting for him when I'm lifting because he's a 275. Right. I really don't count Chris because he's skinny. So Bob is right around. <laughs> Plus, he, he knows my he knows enough homework on me, so he will argue a little bit. Sure. So sure. I mean, he's nicest guy in the world. I mean, hell, you he te- went to this kid's house with freaking a tutu on or whatever. I mean, yeah. There's uh, a teacher, but uh, no. Uh, it, it, sorry, I just had to rip no, on. No, that's fine, man. I, yeah, I but. But, uh, do it, but... Sorry, go ahead.
1: I said I won't do it, but that's fine. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. um, sorry, I lost that track, track. I worked about Baltimore. Um, but, no, with, with the totals and everything, yeah, it makes it a lot more competitive that way with the, with sure. the coefficient.
1: Sure. Sorry. Well, I think that, that... –
2: keep, keep me on track. I'm just getting scattered. No, that's range. okay.
1: No, you're good. Yeah. You're good, man. I mean, that, that kind of leads into one of the other questions we had here. It's, but, I kind of had a last minute. You know, just, I mean – You've been around, around. You've know, done a lot of meets. You know, talk about you know the return of the WPO. You've been involved, I believe, all three of the latest editions. Uh, yes. So, you know, talk about you know thoughts on the return. What what's good? What's bad? You know what's and just how you feel about how the production's been going and, and just you know what it's doing for the sport.
2: Okay, um, it puts it mainstream. but the biggest the thing I love about it is the okay. I would, I'm just like everybody else. I saw the WPO or on the cover of Power of USA. Mm-hmm. You saw Goggins, you saw a cone on there, you, you saw the big belts, you saw the, you know, now I didn't, I didn't, have, it, like I said, that was what you were, in powerlifting, you're always get you get brought up, it's like, pro, you think pro football, pro, where's pro at? Because I've always referred myself as a pro, because I do get paid for meets by sponsors sure. on certain events, and then, of course, a lot of them are paying out of my butt, or sleeping on someone's couch, mm-hmm. you know, it's or a lobby floor, or whatever, floor, not for meat because I didn't have money for the hotel, just right. to lift at a meet. The, the WPO... It, when it has that ESPN thing on there, it gives that you can brag like the bar conversation well, I was on and I love doing that. Oh, I was on ESPN. Oh, I got fifth. Yeah. Now, now fifth, I had to earn that. Yeah. So that was kind of neat. But the, the getting everybody in the neat, the I'm really surprised. Like I was interviewed. I think it was my uh, oh the uh, the director guy yeah, Michael.
3: Um,
2: yeah, yeah, he was he was interviewing me. Uh, it, of course, the funny thing is that we a long time because so I talk a lot, of course. So, so to asking see. <laughs> that, one of the question said, or do you look forward to lifting against anybody in this meet? And that was the one we did in uh, Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I lifted in Orlando and we didn't interview me there because that was a madhouse. That was, that was huge. Meet. Right. right. Um, so on that one, he said, did you look forward to lifting against anybody at that time? I said, no, now that's not being cocky or anything. It's like, dude, I, I know off I've lifted against him. I already know what, what that result's going to be. Mm-hmm. Everybody else. I don't know. Right. I mean, because they don't have, to, I mean, I, shoot. 20 years ago, these guys weren't even born yet. I mean, that kind of thing. I mean, sure. in, a, in a nutshell. I mean, they haven't done their first meet yet. 20 years ago, I was still competing at these type of meets. Right. So so we were doing this, and so I didn't have – now, after that first meet, then, like I said, you got Bob, you got Chris, you got Matt, you got, you got all these guys like this kind of all fighting it out, and now the coefficient thing makes it more competitive. So you now have everybody that is somebody because of the WPO. Before, sure. like the lifters, if you have that lineup, example, like say we're sitting at a bar and I'm arguing about who's – Okay, we me it a little bit back to Pullman. When they had the first list, I wasn't on the invite list for the WPO. Mm-hmm. At that time, I had the biggest squat with them for the APF and one of the biggest supporters of that federation and did not get invited to the WPO. I wasn't on the cool guy list. <laughs> so I had to make the phone call and say, hey, you know, like, I, I kind of want to play too. I said, right. I got a better resume. So whenever I eventually got on there, I had that little chip on my shoulder. Sure. And then I'm getting third at the first one. But that, that was a fight with all that with the coach. That was a that was a fun meet that first one right. but, uh, then of course, now we have everybody sitting there falling each other. everybody supporting each other. That's the neat thing about it mm-hmm. because we know we all have to have each other to make this thing work. I don't that they may not say that, but that's the kind of the truth to it if, if everybody falls out, like say like well, I'm gonna go do this because because you can look at it and say, well, I'm not going to win first or or I'm not going to get in the top three or there's not the money I want or, or like, I could go do I'd go do a crappier fed and get a bigger squat. let's say that
3: yeah. So, Sure.
2: Well, I've heard that one, so I've been invited to meet for that reason. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm just like, no, I'm going to do this. This is the they I have it's the same equipment in the back. It is on the floor. They're not half-ass anything. It's I, I'm happy what they're doing. Sure. So, the, and also too, it's when you get there and you argue like, who are the best multi lifters? These are it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're finding it out, and then the you know the, I, I love the coefficient thing. So <laughs> I mean, it's not like in you know there's not like some wild card. Well, actually, there's a wild card show that Daniel. But uh, but I mean, you have you know who you're lifting against. It's not like it, it's kind of a circuit deal. I mean, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, so definitely. You, you know, like you like the you know we're doing the Arnold. It's kind of like these fifteen are going to be at the meet. Okay, cool. So you can figure out what you need to do to lift in that meet, which makes it great. So also people can fall that way versus the whole federation. You're like, well, maybe this guy will come. Well, no, this these are the people. These, this is the, the like a NASCAR circuit, right? You know yeah. that way. So you kind of have that, that makes it real real interesting.
1: Definitely, I so, think it's it's exciting too because you know that you know everybody's looking forward to the Superfinals, But then you know, as meets begin to open back up, you know now we have folks that are like, hey, who's who's in that top thirty? Who are the folks that are going to be you know lining up for for the Arnold or wherever the semifinals are going to be next year? Um, so it's exciting that it, it kind of keeps constant attention. Yeah, I feel like with you, having,
2: you see, having that. I mean, like, like like that kid Taylor I was talking about. She looked yeah. in the women's division at the sem- the, uh, at the Arnold. we were pumped about twelve. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I was driving no up in there. We were fighting for 12th place. Like, what the hell?
1: Dude, she's a stud, man. <laughs> we, we were... I was like, we got,
2: she's like, she's all pumped up, bragging. Mom, I got 12th, and if she's so used to winning it and everything. And I'm like, no, that's good.
1: Right. I mean, you're basically Brandy. saying you're the number 12 female multi lifter in the world at that point, at least as far as yeah. who's competing. I know there's a couple that uh, possibly could, uh, like, claim to some of those numbers, too. But, you know, obviously they were. Well, yeah,
2: yeah but those, I mean, so. the, the still, the, the just bragging that you got, I mean, I bragged, like got, I got fifth. Right. So, like, so I thought I was going to get eighth. I got fifth. I worked my ass off for of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should be proud of it. It's awesome.
2: <laughs> For fifth, yeah, still yeah. yeah. So switching okay, gears, gonna... switching
0: gears a little bit, Henry. You oh. you mentioned that you know you you watch the old West Side VHS tapes and read Powerlifting USA. You know, what yeah. does your training look like? What kind of protocol do you follow? Are you a West Side guy? Um, is it something different that you do now?
2: Well, yeah. You know, the um, I pretty much stay with the, like I said the Constant Method. Okay. I mean, everybody says they always tweak it this or whatever whatever they have access to, and so I'm kind of one of those guys. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, the same thing with speed squats, then I try not to do too much of max effort on say a squat day and not a squat day, but like on the, like, you know, you do your max effort deadlift mm-hmm. or a partial deadlift or something like that. I generally will take that off because generally I, I, it just never turns out right for me. Okay. I add it on like leading into it. Like, like right now I'll do it. I'll have a deadlift, like a, a max effort day, a speed day like that. But then when I get about eight weeks out, I'll start putting the deadlift with it. Mm-hmm. Or I, I mean, I, I'll cut out the max effort day and then basically do a deadlift basically just speed stuff and then do kind of a build-up set at the end okay. but and then on the bench press I, I now i'll do it different i'll actually wear a shirt every week um i get a lot out of a shirt by the way so mm-hmm. i think everybody my raw bench sucks um so i i, I use a shirt got, I, what's that
1: so there's hope for me hooray <laughs>
2: yeah i mean no i mean yeah like i said like the biggest like when i hit those eight when i was hitting 800 pounds i did it two different ways i had I could rep out 400 for reps for an 800 in a shirt for 800 pounds in a single ply, mm-hmm. and I could I could barely bench 315 and bench 800 pounds 800 pounds in a single ply. So I've wow. done a couple of, depending on how you're training and how the shirt works with tightening and stuff. So just you have to just learn that over the years. Sure. Um, but uh, I'm sorry, i just yeah I went blind. I, I get sidetracked here. Talk, talk about your training, man. All good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, training. Yeah, so it's, it takes the answer. It's positive method. Yeah. Okay. So.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. So, you know, Eric alluded to it too, you know, switching gears, you, you've, you've done that, you've competed raw, you competed single ply, multiply, uh, what's your favorite What and, and why, I guess?
2: Um, really? I like CrossFit. Um, raw. Spin.
1: Lies. <laughs> Incorrect.
2: Yeah, yeah, I love burpees. Um, no, um.
1: I like a good burpee after a I, beer maybe. I, you know, but...
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that's a, well, I want to say single ply, mm-hmm. just because the, okay, okay, this is kind of the, well, the best way to put it. Whenever I do a single ply competition, that's like okay. So if you do a, a multi squat, you notice now this is just because of uh, everybody thinks multi You have high squats and stuff like that. Many mm-hmm. really, m- most people when they do a multi ply squat, not the WPO, I really like how they've been. T- and I really like how they had Texas judges on the platform mm-hmm. at the last one because if most of those guys come to Texas, they're getting reds. Right. Uh, that's me picking on them. Uh, because I get red lights in Texas all the time. <laughs> but with with the with the with the judging. Um, hold on. Let me get the story out right. Yep. Okay. What was the question again? I'm sorry. I'm getting sidetracked. <laughs>
0: Single ply, multiply, raw. <laughs> Single,
2: yeah, I'm, I'm usually more focused
0: in this. This might range. be one of my favorite interviews
2: so <laughs> far. <laughs> right? I, still, I, still, I still wrote this down.
0: A,
1: mi- a million
4: miles long. an hour. I
0: love that's it. okay.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. 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 Person, it's great. Um. Okay, so yeah, single ply. Whenever you're okay, so when a multi ply squat, you always have that someone always thinking you squatted high.
3: Mm-hmm, sure. So Whenever
2: you're done with it, they kind of like, ooh, ah, and there's not really a big applause. Sure. You ever notice that? They're always kind of like, eh, he got that one, eh, he cheated. In a single ply deal, you walk out a thousand pounds, nail it, and you put it back in the rack, you don't get an applause. You get everybody that's dead silent because so they just shit their pants. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever seen a big thousand pound, like anybody, anybody that hits a big squat, mm-hmm. that, I mean, in a meet when they've never seen something like that before, it's quite, it's obviously it single plot. Now, I'm sure Raw has the same. I, I love, the biggest Raw squat I ever hit in competition, I think, it was like a nine something. So, no, I think, uh,
1: uh, Ray Williams has like a 1050, I think. He's that? saying what he's done. Oh, what he's thing. done. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Oh,
2: no, 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 Sorry. yeah, me, me, yeah, I'm a little guy. Yeah, yeah. So, no, no, no the, so the, uh, yeah, no, see, like that one's a little bit, they're more yelling, screaming, because that, but also whenever you have everybody go dead silence, you did something accomplishment. Right. Um. So, yeah, that I, I would go with single ply just because of that reason, because someone walking something out, putting it back in a rack, you know, you can't, I, I squat it. To me, that's what a squat is. I like multiply squats. I like use, I, I love using a monolith to look, you know, like I I'll I wear a monolith out. Mm-hmm. But walking a squat out, walking it back in, and then everybody said, you know, you yeah, have guys that do this squat, that squat, I said, walk it out. Sure. You know. That kind of deal. So that's the biggest thing. And the, of course, single ply, you know, you can always argue that's less than, you know, making the arguments about multiply and all this kind of stuff. Sure. But I mean, the biggest thing is walking the squad out.
0: Okay. All right. Fair enough. I like it. Yeah, I mean, you've competed in just about every major federation there yeah. is. Um, you know, you talked about you competed in USAPL. I know that for many, many years you've done many NASA meets. Um, oh, yeah. I know now you've lifted the more APF meets. I don't know if I have a specific question, but just thoughts on all the different federations and what you've liked disliked and you know why you switched around or
2: actually that's why i've been why i've been stuttering when i'm talking to You, that's why i've been writing down actually oh,
0: okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> if Look that makes that. You feel any better it's like no he's not drunk <laughs> um well okay so in in the, all the, the the biggest problem uh, let's say problem that i've had is money and ego and powerlifting and of course you'll start seeing that in politics you know ego stuff like that so in sure. different federations i, I don't have a, a real problem with any federations. Uh, just because there's backlash to everything. You always want to be the nice guy. Sure. Uh, you don't like it. If I don't come back, don't take offense to it. I'm just going to go. You went from Burger King to McDonald's. You went to another deal. You have to wait. You have to look at that. Right. Or if you're in a federation that's kind of like, not necessarily a federation, let's say a meet director or something like that, your buddies with them, you know, like if you do the meet, get your trophy, go home. If you're going to hang out and help that organization, they're going to assume you're with that organization. That's kind of the thought of all federation deals. Um, But, like, say, NASA, that was my biggest one over the years. Growing up, Rich Peters, all those guys are great. We had a couple – we butted heads there for a couple years because at some point I had – those 20 meets a year were all NASA meets at that time, those four years. Right. So I I traveled all over the country doing Rich Peters meets and stuff like that, Um, single-plow, raw, everything you can think of. I won all the NASA awards and stuff like that. have a lot of pride in all that in the records. Mm -hmm. Uh, Still, Now, I don't lift with them now, not necessarily – because of any politic reasons, I can't fit on. Okay, here's an example. How many people have squatted a thousand pounds with hundred pound plates on a power bar?
1: I, a I have not. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's, re- it's really hard to do. I, I so me showing
2: up being on a fifty five or a, a Mastodon or a bulldog bar or something like that, and then trying to walk out with forty five pound, you know, a power bar with hundred pound plates, it, it's not comfortable. And right. plus, also trying. I I can't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not favor me anymore. I'll Mm -hmm. still do meets, I'll lift a NASA meet still, but it just, when I want to do a big number, I can't do it with what their setup is. And I hate saying that, but I mean, it it works for everybody. I'm that one weirdo for that, you know, because you you have a certain point. So with NASA, I had at one point, you know, kind of like, okay, you know, I got to start lifting another federation. So I started going around to, you know, just like I did when I was a kid. So it's kind of like, you know, the, the NASA always great new lifters. Uh still good federation. USAPL really had no problems with USAPL, just I just we just heard ways, let's put it that way. Um uh, love doing all uh, still keep contact with a lot of those guys. I like all the stuff they're doing. It's making as long as powerlifting is being talked about, great. Like what they do with the Arnold, but of course I like what the uh WPO and the XPC are doing with Dan and everybody mm-hmm. uh and, and Wayne. Um Okay, then the other federations. SPF, I do a lot of stuff with SPF. Actually, that's the meet that we're having in July up here in Sherman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just uh, David Shirley from Arkansas, the vice president, uh, is coming down to put the meet on. Yeah, we and know never him. Had, always, he uh, came and set up a booth
0: at one of our meets.
2: Yep. Uh, I was, oh, I think it's yeah, they, yeah, that was uh, at oh, both meets, mm-hmm. Chicago and uh, Yep. Um, uh, yeah, so David's coming down in July. He's been doing all the meets in the North Texas area, trying to branch off. He goes with a ton of meets. Uh, I like doing that because you can lift everywhere. I mean, he has all the all the single-ply, multi-ply, raw. Mm-hmm. Plus, he brings the equipment, which is great. So, that always, always helps out. Always Um is. But, yeah, SPF, I've done a lot of their meets where they really push those in Texas, trying to get that going more than anything. Um, I'm a huge APF guy, but Texas, it just, they don't have enough meets. So, sure. I mean, they only have maybe like two. That's just, I guess, because how big it is and just venues and stuff like that. Right. So, I actually end up going to more, I travel more for APF meets than anything. Sure. Um, Let's see here. What other federations? Um, that's the majority. USPA. I'll do that if I want to do a single ply meet. Mm-hmm. Generally, that like it, a lot of it goes down to the uh, whatever sponsors involved at the time with the federation. Mm-hmm. It's generally how I lean towards, or basically my kids and the guys I train with. So if they're like, "Hey, we're buying the beer in the hotel," I guess I'm looking at that meet. <laughs> that kind Fair of enough. thing. Or if I got to coach somebody, we'll have a trade off. Like I, I got a guy named Chuck McConnell that uh, he was at the the W uh, the, the uh, WPC Cup. Not tough though. Can am can am. Right. He lifted at that. And he lifted on the and same thing with Taylor. They they said, hey, we're going to lift this so we get a qualifying total for this for the WPO and everything. So they, if the WPO wasn't fair, I would still be at that meet lifting, but helping helping each other out. Sure. So sure. that's a lot of it. Um, and of course, when we're talking about Texas high school stuff, that's just high school politics. But it's always you know good with the kids and everything. I always butt heads with those guys. Right. Right. Um, but overall, all federations I've had good experiences with had bad experiences with like I said like at the beginning when I was before I started talking about each one individually, it's like if you're if you're trying to make money at this, don't. <laughs> I mean, that everybody knows that that's been around this stuff long enough. Now if you're gonna go to meat promoting and coaching and you know doing programs and really get good at like the fitness aspect of it, go for it. Mm-hmm. But if you think you're gonna go to like two meets and become, you know, you know, Sponsored. if you get three <laughs> out of two meets, it's not gonna happen. Right,
3: you right. You know, right. if
2: you you know, you think you're gonna you should be like a candidate a golden ticket because you pulled six hundred pounds, it's it's not it's not gonna help you.
0: But I did so six twenty two. You
2: had to put some time in. So. Yeah, the
0: NASA one is interesting, Henry. Um, they've mm-hmm. only held a, a few meets here in Chicago through the years. I did one of their meets years ago, and, you know, mm-hmm. the meets started off with a curl, which I was like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, which, hey, that, if that's their thing, that's their thing. But it, as as you've said, through the years, you've gotten a lot of hate online, mm-hmm. um, yeah. especially back in the old message board days. But oh, yeah. it was always kind of seen that you were kind of like a NASA guy. And at least the perception I had, I don't know if this is true or not, you could correct it, is that when you started to leave and started doing, you know, APF and USPA that the NASA folks were not happy with that and that one of their guys was, you know, had left them behind.
2: Yeah, I mean that was the, the, the it wasn't that's that was the weird thing about that. People under like people forgot well, no, and actually people didn't realize that whenever I did those okay, an example, the LA Fit Expo, the Labita said that really Helped out with the public aspect of like my lifting, like Henry Thomas and something, right? You know, like the sponsors and stuff like that. Sure. Um, the when I did that the week before, I was at Natural Nationals wrapping knees and coaching people. The week before, mm-hmm. so everybody forgot. Like the weekend now. This is the part now. This gets a lot of brings up old memories for everybody if they start listening when they listen to this. Uh-oh. Is when that went on, I was still at NASA events. Then the other weekends when I had nothing to do, I was at another meet. So it's not like I jumped ship. I was still it, and of course that gets caught, like politics. People get butt hurt. I mean, and, I, I, and it sucked at that time.
1: It's, it's all in and how had, you spin it. What's that? It's all in how you spin it.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. You're how you spin it on it. The thing is, that, you know, I still take it. It took me a while uh, because a lot of people got. Mad about it, but also, too, you got to remember, I was driving to all the meets. Mm-hmm. I was putting my own dollar, you know, I was doing, like I said, work 70 hours a week and then go to all these meets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody's like, well, no, you had it all free. I'm like, no, I paid for those. Right, but sure. It's really yeah. the stuff I paid, unless there's a trade off or something. Like if I, you know, like work the day of the meet, they have a hotel room kind of next day kind of thing sure. or sure. something like that. But, I, you know, I, I spent a lot of money on my own. Not I wasn't really sponsored back then.
4: Sure.
2: So when I did all those meets, that was out of my own money. Right. So like, worked my ass off on that and, you know, had a lot of fun with it. And it, like I said, when I started, the part was, it's kind of like, okay, you can't, the, and, and that's tough on that. And that was the hard part. I had, I it really beat me up whenever I had, when I decided to go lift somewhere else, not to just to go to another meet one weekend, like, okay, you don't have to meet that weekend rich. Okay. I'm going to go do this. Right. Right. So, and then I mean, and I get it because you know, it's a loyalty thing and I'm, I'm still loyal to NASA, but it's a weird, it's a, we've worked on a lot of stuff. I mean, over the years let's put it that way sure i still yeah. hit up rich peters once in a while if there's some drama thing up i'll send him a text or something like that or uh, there's a meet coming up in june that i'll oklahoma city i'll probably go up hang out they'll probably make me like mop the floor or something but you know kind of <laughs> that kind of deal sure i'm gonna yeah. hang out with those guys
0: yeah, i mean it's interesting um i actually we emailed our i emailed rich peters to ask him about when he did a monolith origins episode and mm-hmm. i guess he has the original monolith that uh, ray madden made yeah that yeah. Uh, in his gym which we thought was pretty interesting and, and kind of help with the design. But the perception has always kind of been that like NASA is kind of that in group kind of federation. Like it's kind of us against them and either you're in the NASA group or and, you're if you, out, yeah. and if you lift elsewhere, it's like, ah, uh, w- well, you
2: know? I mean, you really get that. Actually pretty, a lot of federations you get that with, but you just have to, sure. on to do what it is. And if you're just a novice lifter and you go in that one time, you know, like, you know, yeah, every federation has that stuff. Like I said, don't, if you if you if you're just gonna go do a meet and go do a meet, great. It doesn't matter. You don't really get a you up. You, sure. you paid your entry. You got your record. Then leave. Right. And then you don't really have a problem. But also too, it's like you got to get. In my opinion, you always have to get back to something if you really are involved in this. Sure. So you got to figure out if you like doing this federation, like say with like APF. You judge. You know, you help out a meet director. You help. You know, try to do that. Get involved that way. But it, it, it gets kind of gets screwy. Not screwy. You get feelings hurt if you start doing other things that are against – just like anything else, like a club or anything else. Sure. If Like if you're a gym, part of a gym or, or an organization or anything. Yeah. And I, and I get the whole thing when I did all that. You know, you know, you could say it was ego. You could say this. I said, hey, I'm still lifting. So all the people that – majority of those people that – here's the funny thing on The majority of the people that had the biggest problem with that aren't doing – aren't with that federation anymore and aren't lifting anymore. Sure, yeah. That's yeah. the funny part. I always think about it. I say, I'm still – that's why you see all those little hashtags I put I'm still not dead yet. So I'm I'm still doing, still lifting. I'm seeing, you know, like I said, if it's NASA meet coming up, I'll help push that one. If it's SPF meet, I'll push that one. Mm -hmm. If it's something that's going to benefit powerlifting. Right. So as long as I go with that, I'm, I am feel like I'm safe. I'll probably get crap after the
1: interview, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there'll be somebody that says, well, <laughs> you didn't mention uh, Wobdell, you know, enough, so obviously. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. lifting Wobdell,
2: too. I was that uh, <laughs> that's really fun meets. She really does. Bain's never actually, even I seen actually, a, a Wobble meet. No, I, n- I never have. It is. you know, and to be I'm fair, like, it. like,
1: I've never lifted anything outside of the APF. I just happen to really like APF meets. And then, you know, to your point, Henry, i like to help out Eric, and, and that has you know, obviously led to my connection with the WPO. And to me, it's like, well, this serves all the needs I have when it comes to the, the, the sport. So I'll still promote, to your point, the sport in all of its fashions, but I'm pretty yeah. much going to stick to the APF stuff. Yeah. So, so, so to that end, you know, you've, you've mentioned a little bit already. You know, what are your thoughts on the state of powerlifting right now? Good, bad, indifferent? You know, what, what are your thoughts?
2: Um, well, hopefully we get meets going after this corona thing. Oh, uh, the lord! Right yeah, D- D- see everybody shows up with gloves and masks on. I guess. Oh gosh. Um, but the the state of power. I mean, it's great with the ESPN deal with with WPO. That's exciting. Um, all the federations, the numbers are up. That's why I keep on hearing. Right, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they are depending on. Yep. Uh, yeah, like I said, the Texas high school thing, but that's that's always been big.
0: Yeah, it has um, been but for but years and years. I'm
2: oh, sorry.
0: i uh, yeah. It, it, I was going to say, yeah, even when. The rest of powerlifting wasn't big. Texas high school powerlifting was still huge.
2: Oh, yeah, that that thing's huge. I mean, they have a hockey arena for a freaking meet. Uh, so crazy. So, no, I mean, every federation I've seen so far, um, they generally are over, you know, if it's a small, the good thing is they have so many small meets, but then so many people have so many big meets, they start having the, like in Texas, let's say, like like the USPA meets down here, uh, they'll have anywhere from like, they'll have like 60 and then they'll end up saying, okay, now it's 150 right now what sucks being a geared lifter majority of everybody's raw, yeah so you go in there and being single ply they're not using that full minute i don't care if it's apf uspf APF, whatever mm-hmm. it's, it's you better hurry the hell up that's right so right. You're, that's one thing i like about the wpo it's it's geared lifting so you actually everybody uses the full minute so right. it's an event you know being the one you have a multi like example we had a, a spf meet at the hidden gym in dallas before the or no i'm sorry not dallas allen allen texas right before the wpo is a warm-up and you know, majority of them were raw. I mean, well, you we had a lot of geared lifters there, but I mean, like you had a time and out that way. Right. But everybody's starting to get more into, you know, the raw things. Happen, and more people are starting to get into geared lifting because you got to think about it. Most people have like a two-year shelf life because after that state meet, they get a trophy, they go to nationals, get tenth. Because right. now nationals are big. Right. But, besides the whole Corona thing going on, so we'll see how that goes. Same. But I mean, you're, you're you're getting you're getting what you wanted. I remember ten years ago, five. You know, everybody's like. What's the water down? Da, 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 da. Okay, now everybody's showing up. So you have about a two-year shelf life because of your ego. So you get first at the local meet, you get eighth at the nationals, then you're back winning the local meet, and then you're like, is it really worth to go to New Jersey or something to go get beaten again? You know, and then right. they're, they're out of the sport. Then they figure it out, hopefully they'll go to the single-plier, multiplier, try something different, you know, that kind of deal. But, I mean, there's so much ter- There's so much more people lifting now. Sure. And people are talking. And also, too, like recently with Thor freaking pulling – 1100 i love how oh, that one that, that was great please yeah. 1100 somebody watches that so they think that's powerlifting and i was like no he had strep now don't get me wrong he pulled 1100 pounds
0: yeah it's so impressive bad, it's just you know, not it a, is yeah it's not yeah, a powerlifting deadlift
2: he pulled 1015 you know freaking in t-shirt shorts and mesquite texas right. you know he pulled 1015 raw just it around so i mean that you know but still people are talking about powerlifting
4: so, right,
1: as long as
2: we talking about it, it's good.
1: Yeah, anything that points to strength and everything. Actually, we'll just talk about that on my uh, it's like I can't drive right now, so I take an Uber down from my house to uh, to the gym uh, to record. And we were talking about that with my driver, just like everything you know, points back to, to strength at the end of the day, and anything that you know, gets it you know, some kind of highlights. Who's was asking about the, the Thor deadlift, and I was like, Yeah, man, I'm like it's not what I do, it's not what we do necessarily, but it's it impressive, gets, it's huge, it's an enormous number, and those deadlift suits that he was using, it's the same stuff that gets used in the WPO. And yep. this is, you know, this gets people talking and asking questions. And that's what matters. Like West Side vs. the World, is that all-encompassing powerlifting? No. But a lot of people watch that documentary and it gets them yeah. asking, well, what is, is this what you guys do? Eh,
2: kind of. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I don't know if yeah, you've listened to it. tons
2: of times, like, the kids will, you know, somebody will, or I used to use the um, powerlifting unlimited to, like, here's this movie, watch this. Right. Of course, now you can get on Netflix and just pop up the, um, like I said, West Side vs. the World. Right. And everybody's like, oh, we can do that. Oh, we do that. I was like, "No, you don't do that." But no, you that's, don't.
0: that's what no, we do. do <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't I know like if that
2: when they said I could do that stuff, I'm like, "No, that's a whole different animal, guys." But that's powerlifting, yeah. So,
0: yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if you've uh, listened to some of our Michael Fahey interviews, but one of the things that struck me is All he's seven and a half hours of them. Yeah, I mean they're very long, so I don't blame anybody who hasn't. But one of the yeah. things that struck me is that you know when Bane and I first interviewed him, he said when he took powerlifting ESPN, they say they said, "Well, that's too mainstream. Right? That's too common." Um, and the standard kind of regular powerlifting, they weren't interested, and it was really that uniqueness of equipped multiply powerlifting that uh, intrigued them more than just you know your average dude raw lifting.
2: Someone down on a platform, yeah. right. So I just threw that out there. It's the, it's the freak aspect of
0: it. Yeah, yeah. no, and oh, I, okay. I've made that argument oh, back, 100%. going back to the, the mid-2000s. I made the argument we should be, tr- instead of trying to get powerlifting in the Olympics, we should be trying to get powerlifting in the X Games, which yes. was something that was big back then. It's like that is a closer parallel to at least multiply powerlifting than, you know, uh, weightlifting. Th- or right, or weightlifting, like right, yeah. Olympic weightlifting. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Oh, yeah. So it would be, be a better vet for it. Yeah, you've talked a little bit about sponsors. Um, mm-hmm. You know, can you talk a little bit about like you know what sponsors you've had through the years, and then what type of equipment that you used, um, as far you know, squat suits, bench shirts, that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the the, the the let's say Titan Sports Systems, uh, the actual main office, um, they sponsor me with the uh, you know, of course, where any work. You name it on their list, I've wore it. Okay, right. uh, help design, help put. I, I can't say I helped design it because they'll get mad. So I help input, I'll just say that. Um <laughs> I mean, data tested maybe. Yeah, so they do what they want. I mean, they, they, they make great gear. If I do something different, they're like how you do it and then of course they, they do the same thing with all their lifters. I mean that's what they're that's what we're supposed to be doing. Uh giving input, video, stuff like that. Sure. Um yeah, I've been with them. Actually I started off with Anderson powerlifting. Well I right, take that back. I started I actually won a thing with lifting large Mike and chill over in Arizona, they the other type of route. Yeah. Rep. yeah. I had won a sponsored thing for like $1,000 worth of sponsorship gear, uh the first year they did it. Uh, they had a, a sponsorship contest or whatever it was. And I, I won that. And the funny thing was, I think they sold an ungodly amount of katanas because I came out of nowhere wearing a single-plot katana for the first time mm-hmm. and benched like a 660 at a NASA meet. Of course, at the biggest meet that, I think the biggest meet right there was uh, Tom Mano. He had like a, I don't know, seven-something. Seven I think Meeker hit something at one time.
0: Tom oh, Mano. that's a name I haven't at, heard in a while. <laughs> What's that? I said Mano, there's a name I haven't heard in a while. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, he was a good one. Uh, but yeah, he had that and then I had like a six sixty two seventy five and here I am not known as a bencher mm-hmm. and just popping up with it, laughing about it because I got the shirt figure outs that the guys I trained with, of course, we're all multiply guys and we know how to use a single ply shirt. Right. So with with the, the with the katanas and everything else, I think lifting large enough like I got a phone call from them, said we had like hundred orders for shirts. Wow. And I was like, geez. okay. So there's some crazy number that said, Yeah, appreciate it. And I was like, Well you're making money. So, and then of course, that didn't fall, that felt, you know, they didn't want to re sponsor. And then, of course, then when I started, like I say, training more with that Edison GM, Ken Anderson, that was in uh, Dallas, Texas, was mm-hmm. is the Titan rep here. Everybody knows him from Anderson Powerlifting. Um, before he started doing, or well, got with him, his comment was, uh, you know, hey I, you know, I think he was sponsoring like two or three of the top 308s at the time. Mm-hmm. He said, well, if you beat them or you get a bigger total, I'll sponsor you. So I did. So, they ends up sponsoring me. Okay. And then I think after the 1100, Titan stepped in and said, okay, we're your sponsor. Okay. So, and, I'm, wow. and I mean, I, did, I still do stuff with Anderson Powerlifting now. I, it, it just It's basically kind of like how you do a Foot Locker deal. If you're sponsored by Nike, you can still work with Foot Locker, but you got to talk Nike.
4: Right. right.
2: So, kind of like that. So, uh, we still have a good relationship. I, I still do stuff with Anderson uh, Powerlifting on time in Dallas. But yeah, Titan's the main sponsor in the gear section. Okay. Um, and then supplement sponsors. I used to, for the longest time. I had l- at large nutrition. Yeah. Uh, they changed hands recently, so right now I currently don't have an, a a supplement sponsor. Uh, a Shemless local plug, one, man, Underground looking. Sports. I'm
1: sorry. I said shameless plug, man's looking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, uh, the Underground Sports Nutrition in Denison, Texas. The local shop here. That's actually where I'm at right now doing the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been with these guys for two years um and i really the supplement deal is kind of a little tricky on that because of the health issues sure. so i have to watch out on that so but they he, he promotes a lot of the uh, promotes local lifters puts on helps out with the spf beats we have in north texas there's a lot of stuff for my kids and everything else with you know if they need entry here or this or that they help out a lot so underground sports nutrition and denison um and then of course various ones just off and on like ProLock lock collars mm-hmm. um then, then hidden Gym is one uh, uh, greg mccoy uh, he stopped out a ton. He doesn't charge me a gym membership. But of course, that's public now, so I'm going to get in trouble.
3: Uh-oh. So,
2: um, yeah, but I got equipment <laughs> in there, so it all works. Hey, that's a um, and then you have, say, like just oh, let's see who else. There's a. Then you have a lot of individual sponsors throughout the years. So, okay. gotcha.
0: Any input why Titan has never decided to try to sell a canvas suit? I know they love their boss material, mm-hmm. but I'm just just curious. That's why? I
2: love their boss material.
0: Okay. I'm just curious because it's funny.
2: <laughs> I actually, that's the weird thing. See, that's the, the thing about it. I've gotten argued forever in mean, my training partners. And they're like, well, put on a canvas because everybody squats all this. And I said, well, you know, I'm doing pretty good in the other one. Uh, yeah. I said, you know, it's like it's not like I'm doing bad. I mean, I don't know what bad would be. I mean, like, yeah, I, if I drop five pounds, it doesn't fit. Same thing with the canvas. Yeah. Um, I've had real good luck in the boss suit, especially when they redesigned it again. Whenever I got involved in the multiply, they said, started taking a lot more input from lifters on that at least it seemed like mm-hmm. at least whenever i told them like this is how i'm doing the suit can you do it this way mm-hmm. and i said okay and they kind of i'm sure other lifters were saying the same thing but yeah I, I've, not, I've never really i think they're just happy with the material because it's it's a mm-hmm. good suit the thing is is whenever the canvas suit came out this is just my thought which makes sense you know Enzer ends are loving to death he just everybody had a canvas suit because that's what you're supposed to wear Right, right. You know, you had the boss suit, which was good, but, you know, ramp he ran—he he got more out than they did, it seemed like. Gotcha, gotcha. So, he, well, he, he, he picked a lot of people to wear them. So, right, right. Awesome, man. That, that, the that the biggest sense. thing I think why I had so much carryover with the boss suit, I wear a boss suit. Now, I did for a long time up till recently because the body weight changed. I would set my boss suit up like a single-ply suit. Okay. It would still be the layers and stuff like that, but how I would fit it. Most people would crank down the straps. I wouldn't crank down the straps. You'll see videos of the old videos when I was fatter. <laughs> fatter that's when we put it super heavyweight. <laughs> anyway. You'd see them actually cut off, so I would actually have no sh- – basically, I'd be wearing briefs. Right. I wouldn't wear it. I, at the top part, I never got anything out of the butt of it. Like a canvas, you got to strap down. Now, I do that now with the evil twin or the, the boss. It's still the boss. Mm-hmm. But, but I strap it down more because I'm a smaller guy. Right. But when I was bigger, I just basically used half the suit.
0: Hmm. So you have like a singlet material on the top?
2: No, no, no. no. For the strap, I just cut. So you have the long strap that go over your shoulder. I would cut it when the, where the bar would hit so I could fill the bar. Hmm. So then I would switch the stitching around to the stomach so you would wrap it. The Velcro would go all the way down to your stomach versus the back. Hmm. But it would be on the inside of the suit. Got it. Interesting.
0: Got it. Yeah. Uh, it's just because interesting because – I wanted
2: to fill the bar.
0: Sure. I, I remember yeah. years ago, I asked Anno – from metal in Finland both my brother and I messaged him and said hey have you ever thought about making a canvas and I remember in his kind of broken English he responded back to it, said no we we like poly and <laughs> now they sell now they sell a canvas oh, you man, know yeah, years later yeah. so just curious I'm not saying they should I'm just curious since you
2: know no, I, I don't know if there's a patent deal I, I really don't no, know no what the reason why I think because they the, the bosses they own that mm-hmm. I'm just guessing now I'm just speaking out my ass on this one because they own they own the material I'm sure they you know own that aspect of it and run with it Sure. I mean you gotta remember Titan sells a crap load of single ply stuff.
0: No, I know that so. they're they're huge in the single ply market. And huge. I mean in general multiply is not as big, but I know in general Titan is probably bigger in single ply than multiply and yeah. maybe a bigger in multiply.
1: Yeah. go man. Well hey, like I so said, we we've appreciated you, you know, taking some time with us. You know, kind of one of the, the big questions we like to ask, especially guys like you who've been around, you've you've won, you've lost, you've you've bombed, you've done kind of all all the things right maybe share some thoughts on winning and what it takes to win and progress in, in powerlifting.
2: Okay. Um, I, I'm going to start stealing quotes from people.
1: Do it. Um, there's a Steal YouTube video it.
2: with Jim Jim Wendler on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I think he's doing an elite, uh, elite um, seminar or something like that. He's sitting in a gym with a bunch of guys, and uh, he's a friend of Bad Attitude Gyms, uh, the guy who started Sean Dunnigan and Old Buddies. And he talks about, you know, it's, it's good to have a goal. It's better to have a plan. Mm-hmm kind of concept it's like the goal is a goal but you, you, if you ain't got a plan it ain't worth crap kind sure. of thing sure it doesn't have to be the best plan it can be a bad plan as long as a plan sure as long as you know that is a mentality i always would tell kids but i never really did it So i start seeing my kids do better than me
3: mm-hmm.
2: so then i started okay i gotta start practice which preach in a sense but the thing is also doing all those meets that that's one that, that that's kind of a premise. Uh, the way to look at the training I do now, like have a, that's why you see me not doing so many meets like you're supposed to. Right. Uh, you know, in a way I still do a lot of meets, but not like a, not, not 20 meets. Jeez. Um, Only yeah, yeah, that's Nobody. crazy. <laughs> I still, they should make that a record in Guinness or something. That's
1: great. That's nuts. I great. always
2: like making, I'm sorry. I, no side note. I love when you get that old guy and I'm now the old guy mm-hmm. and they said, oh, I've done so many meets. I was like, no, literally I've done more meets than you've ever thought about doing. And like, I <laughs> have the, the tro- a garage full of trophies. Um, but um, but that that's one with the, like I said, the, is better to have a plan. It's good to have a goal, better to have a plan.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But to, to actually, the winning aspect of it, you got to figure out what really winning is. I mean, you get to the different, like, you know, is it the, the journey, all that kind of stuff. That's true. I mean, I have more fun lifting, getting around the guys, stuff like preparing. Mm-hmm. I like trying to figure out the puzzle. That's the reason why I still lift, is figuring out, that's why I like working with kids.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's like, I've already got a formula down that works, just Listen to me and it'll work. Right. Or you'll get better. If it sucks, we get somebody. I'll call the guy who wrote the book. They, they always pick the phone up. That's the funny thing in powerlift. No one's really making money. Everybody <laughs> picks the phone up. So, sure. um, you, having a plan that way uh, with the kids and everything showing. Um, but yeah, that's really the main thing on that.
3: Okay, um, okay. Rambling. No, uh, well,
2: that's all yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The goal and the plan, and also just setting things up a lot more solid on everything. But the winning part is figuring out what real like right now, like goals that I have with the lifting deal is, yeah, to get stronger, trying to get a top 275 total. 3,000-pound total is probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But hitting a top, tw- like getting everything right on the gear and everything else, hitting, you know, like a 28 or a 29 at 275, that's doable. Sure. You know, on the right day, you know, like everything lines up right because, I mean, the beats have gone, everything. If you notice all the totals be going up, usually it's a – Oh, I'll just pick on the – it's a misload and out-of-order thing that might mess your squad up or something yeah. that happened at the WPO. Which will I'm not, not happen at
1: the WPO, thank you very much. Well, let's knock on wood for that, yeah. just in
2: case. <laughs> it, it did. Oh, but Sorry, I'm picking on you. Uh, but no, but when? Fielders. Huh? When? Yeah, my second squat. you had Chris lined up. You had the, the card the, – they were going off the screen, not the cards. Okay. On the announcements. It got us out of order, so I was wrapped for like. I got the squat, so I didn't screw anything up. But, the, like, yeah, the one messed up of the meat, that was it.
1: Okay, when you, when you so, say missile, I mean, like, the. the no, no,
2: the weight wasn't in the middle. You guys, it, guys had the weight right, The where was everybody got ahead of themselves. Got there, it. Look, Chris was ahead. I was ahead of Chris. You kept. They kept on. They're going off the screen, not the cards. But the it, screen was it. off on the cards. Yeah. So they're like, blame the announcer. I yeah. Forget it.
0: Forget <laughs> so the blame the announcer. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. That, that's what it was. Yeah. So, but, but it's all. Yeah. But, sorry. Just, just picking on you guys.
0: Oh, that's uh, all right,
1: it's all right,
2: man. It's all All right, go, go, go. I'll get back on track again. Yeah.
1: So, so again, we're talking. You know, winning. <laughs> you you are, well, have a you know have a plan, and then you know, defining you what the winning is. is.
2: Yeah, yeah, right now trying to figure out – you have to keep yourself motivated. Mm -hmm. Like, say with the WPL, the goal goal is to get first. Sure. It really is. I mean, everybody's like – you know, we make the joke about Hoff. You know, everybody in that room, at least the top ten guys, have figured out what Hoff has to do to mess up, and he does bomb. Yeah. You know, everybody asks – I mean, the guy has to love the fact that people talk like that, but, I mean, that's the same thing. It's like, you know, I'm sure every – you know, whoever that top guy is, they're always going to think like that, now everybody's so close – you know, everybody just needs this to happen and that to happen. Mm-hmm. With me, you know, you know, I, I'm cracking up that I'm 40 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still looking at a high 1,200 pound squat if I can hit a 900 pound bench again, and especially if I do it at 275. Right. And then the lifters that are coming up now, you're actually lifting against the list, so that's a, that's a whole pride thing itself.
4: Sure. Mm-hmm.
2: So you know, like you go to another meet, but like I'm I lift the WPO. Where do you lift? Right. You right. know that kind of thing. So that has a whole lot of pride So you. you have more pride than anything, but winning still. You know, like you get six weeks out from me, you can't have an excuse. You, that, that the grind aspect of it. Right. So right. you still have to keep your, you know, whatever makes you happy in this stuff. You can't make it just about winning. You gotta, you know, like you all the other aspects of it, giving back. You know, the the grind of it, the actual figuring out that puzzle. So as long as you can figure out that puzzle and then you end up winning in the process, that that that, that that's an ultimate goal on that.
0: There you go. Perfect. There you go. I love it. Anything else you want to add, Henry, that we haven't covered?
2: uh if i offended anybody during all this my rambling i'm sorry ah, i don't
0: worry I about that ah, I
2: don't no, no, worry about you guys that. are fine i mean it's everybody else on that list that we were talking about <laughs> um uh like so anybody uh, everybody that puts up with my crap thanks
0: yeah um <laughs> how can people find sponsors, you online
2: but, what's that how can
0: people find you online social media uh, handles can, that kind of thing
2: oh yeah yeah the, i think uh, you know yeah facebook henry thomason I think I think the Instagram is Henry Thomason 55. Okay. I think mostly there's those two. And then of course they got a YouTube channel, H Thomason. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the easiest way. I mean, if you know, you information or, some, or you need questions like that, or you can hit the sponsors up. Like I said, with Titan and Anderson and the underground sports nutrition, okay. um, take awesome. it, hit the federations up. they'll usually ask what, like send it to me most of the time. Um, yeah. Thanks. Friends, family, um, girlfriends, ex-girlfriends. Thanks for putting up <laughs> the crap. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's the safest way well without naming names. There you go. Um yeah, that's pretty much it. And I'm looking forward to the WPO coming up. I got a couple of meets lifting. I got some warm up meets. like I said, uh we're doing actually I got a SPF meet in June twenty eighth mm-hmm. in Arkansas. That's actually a money meet. I actually might win some money. There you go. Awesome. Uh, big squat, bench deadlift, uh, gear, no gear, whatever. That's a Shirley's meet over I think the Arkansas Expo, June twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. And then we got the show strength, which is an APF meet got moved back to August yep. twenty I'm sorry, eight no, fifteenth August fifteenth. That that's the hidden gym. That's always that's going to be big. Um, that's really going to be big. Yeah, depending
1: uh, on my work schedule, but, I mean, I should be down there for uh, in, in that time frame. So I may I should try to make my way over to that meet.
2: Oh yeah, that's yeah. Because right now everybody's been they all the meets got can't Everybody needs to do a meet. That's the right. thing. And and uh, Greg McCoy does it. Greg McCoy, Liz and Randy the state chairman down here. They do a real good job. That's a year. I think it's the eleventh year they had that. Nice. So I'm gonna have to lift in it so I can win best lifter again. So that's ah. that's, that's a proud well, thing. Well, I'll just
1: go as a spectator. I'll still be in rehab at that point, but I'll. Uh, oh,
2: okay. Well, at least we'll put you in something.
1: There yeah. you go. I'll try. I'll try <laughs> to hide the people up, man. Gotta gotta give them what they want.
2: There you go. That's just, yeah. That was worked <laughs> But yeah, the, the, that's what's going on coming up. Um, yeah, that's about all I got. Okay. Awesome, man.
0: Well, thanks so much for uh, taking the time to chat with us for a little while, Henry. We uh, look forward sure. to having you back up here in Chicago in October. Okay. Sounds great. Awesome, man. Well, hey, thanks a lot. And uh, Eric? This is Eric Stone signing out. Strength and Anger.